American Craftsman Podcast is sponsored by Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries. From hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, shop carts, wood glue, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Looks LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Wow! I <laughs> I keep forgetting about the James Brown that I stuck in there. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Yeah. Joined by our buddy Clinton today. Clinton Dorsey of, is it Dorsey Millworks? Uh, yeah, Dorsey Trim and Millwork. Dorsey Trim and Millwork. Um, I guess we should, we should give it to you to introduce yourself yeah. and tell everybody, you know, about, you know, who you are, what you do, and then we can talk about whatever. Yeah. So uh, I'm Clinton Dorsey. I'm from uh, Ridgewood, New Jersey, Bergen County, about 15 minutes from the GW Bridge. Um, I own Dorsey Truman Millwork. I've owned it for five years. Um, started out kind of just doing any kind of finished carpentry. One thing led to another. More people started asking for cabinets. Now I'm sitting on a 3,000 square foot cabinet shop where we Fabricate mostly face frame inset cabinets, some overlay. Um, yeah. And actually, I just kind of, I guess you could say merged with someone mm-hmm. um, where I'll be giving up the admin end of the business, which I'm <laughs> more than thrilled. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to be embracing my roots as a just carpenter mm-hmm. woodworker a lot of a lot of good advantages um i'll be working in the field a little bit more which is definitely something i've missed over the last few years of just every day in the shop and not even really doing our own installs that much anymore so which is totally fun which is totally fine with me but yeah yeah there's something about just nailing some cedar shakes on the on scaffolding that i definitely miss and yeah. Maybe I'll get back to that a little bit. Yeah. It's like every trim carpenter's dream is to get into the shop and then, you know, then you get into the shop and then you miss, you know, or you reminisce about the days of being on site, which I still, I still do from time to time, but I, now I don't like leaving the shop. Yeah. We always say that, uh, we always like in a phrase in our shop is the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. You spend mm-hmm. like two months in the shop and then you're like, oh man, I really want to get in the field. And maybe like the first day or two is good. Then the third day, it might be zero degrees outside and you're lugging the tools down a flight of stairs in the basement. And try, you know, it's a finished house, trying not to ding the walls and you're like, <laughs> oh, get yeah. me back into the shop, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been going to White Opal, this salon, and it's been, it's been nice. You know, it hasn't been laborious as an install yeah. because the space is totally raw. It's, you know, you park right next to yeah. the door. So you you know if you leave something in the van, you just walk out the door and get it. And yeah, there's nobody else working there. Yeah, it, so I've I've got this uh, fantasy version of the install yeah. going right now in my head. Yeah, well, <laughs> think back to like the two months ago in uh, Hoboken. Oh, brutal! Yeah, 
It's crazy. Yeah, it's, those, were, those were rough. Parking well, 10 blocks away from, the, oh. you know, double park in front of the apartment building, unload all your shit, then drive 12 blocks to park. Going oh, up into the elevator, five trips. Oh, man. Working in somebody's house, you know, moving all their furniture out of the yeah. way. And- yeah. You guys ever work in the city? Like in Manhattan or? No, we got a job that we're bidding right now in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um. But we, we looked at the street. It's like a pretty wide street. It looks like there's mm-hmm. decent parking. Um, Brooklyn-wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, never, like, if if you reach out to us and it's in Manhattan mm-hmm. or, or even Brooklyn, like, each install, like, each day of install, it's, like, got to tack on, like, 1200 bucks or something because yeah. you got to drive oh, all the yeah. way up there. You got to park. You're bound to get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Just Your day's a pain in like the ass. Half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, one of my first things I did when I started my own company, one of the guys that, uh, which we can get into later, later how I started my own company, but one of the guys that told me, you know, I got a ton of work, you know, we'll split jobs and it worked pretty well, but he got a call from someone in the city to do 56,000 feet of base in one of those, like, you know, the apartments, they were like townhouses almost. So we were like, all right. Give us, you don't have to pay us for one day. We'll come in, we'll assess the situation, see how it is. So we, you know, we had a, got like a little Honda Odyssey, filled it up with a couple chop saws and whatever we needed. Holy cow, man. That was the worst. We, we picked, we picked up and left it maybe two or three hours after the (laughs) base was 12 feet styrofoam and it Mm. wasn't, you know, like it, the, it wasn't square, meaning the bottom might have been three quarters and the back had like a five ace piece on the top and a three ace piece on the bottom because they needed to like run conduit behind it. Oh, uh, so there's no, you need so you some special fence on so your we, thing. Every single thing, yeah, you had to set up a special fence or, you know, compound bevel miter cut it every single piece, 12 feet. They wanted it scribed to the floor. Ooh, Meanwhile, fuck that. it was like, also, it was like the Serengeti. I mean, there's people, there's hundreds of people running in and out of this place. There's like kitchen installers. It was, we the elevator, you got to wait your turn. There's like a big, yeah. and we just couldn't. We were on like the third floor. So we just you know, trucked all this stuff up the floor. We worked for like legitimately like three hours and just said, this is, there's no way. Not worth this it, would yeah. be like a million dollars. They probably found some guy to do it for like next to nothing. Oh yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Out of his pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah. Not even, he's taking the train. (laughs) They had one in there that was done already. And that was like the show room, show sample. So, you know, whoever did it, did a pretty good job. Like it was cut to the floor and everything, but, Hmm. and it wasn't like, like there was no, you know, you got four walls in here. Like this was, there were closets in and out, you know, bump outs everywhere. Like, yeah, was, we got to run some pipes here. Just put, a yeah, little, yeah. put a little chase in the wall. It was insane. <sighs> yeah, I don't like going to the city. I'm not into the whole scribe to the floor thing. Um, I like the look of shoe molding. Like everybody on it, Instagram yeah. hates it. Oh, it yeah. I think it's a Northeast thing. Like uh, if you go into all these historical homes, they all have shoe molding. Oh, yeah. So all the, all the custom homes that I worked on when I was a trim carpenter, we did shoe molding on everything. Instagram is definitely like made my job a little bit harder with the, <laughs> yeah. oh, you got to scribe this like fascia to the ceiling and not add another piece. Like 
the ceiling's a little like we did one job where I was like, you're going to notice everything now that you put this piece of scribe molding up to the ceiling. Of course, there's like a giant, no, 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 it's a new house. It's frame right. Yeah, right. Like there was a giant hump in the wall and we're mm-hmm. scribing it to the ceiling and you just see a big. That's the know. problem is everybody wants everything built in and scribed in. Yeah. And half of the, like if you have a level five finish on the walls, okay, good. Yeah. Then it's going to look nice. You know. But. When you're dealing with just regular Joe Schmo or even, you know, these hot quote unquote high end builders, yeah. you're just making it look worse because yeah. you're now, you have exactly, all this, yeah. these perfect straight lines of cabinetry that are tying into stuff that's not. Yeah. So we just did this mud room. Um, I wonder if we had any of that here when you were here. No, probably not. Cause that was, that was a while back. Mm-hmm. We talked about it on the podcast, but Clinton bought the uh, old edge standard that we had. Um, Love that tool. We use it for that. We, We've given it like a thousand names, like dowel maker, 9,000. <laughs> actually, we have some uh, belts that we found. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. actually, I'm going to set a reminder. It's the best pencil sharpener in the shop. It, <laughs> it, sharp, it sharpens like a shank. <laughs> Remind me in 90 minutes to get the sanding belts. Um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, so we built this. We did this um, built-in, and originally, you know, they were supposed to build this mud room, like whatever, let's say 120 inches was supposed to be the overall length. So we had like inch and a half fillers, which is standard, mm-hmm. like, you know, that yeah. we're going to terminate into the walls, but it was never supposed to go to the ceiling. Like I put in the thing, ground molding will finish approximately two inches from ceiling mm-hmm. just because of that reason, yeah. you know, especially crown molding when it has like a quarter inch fillet yeah, in the front, There's half the no, time it's fucking gone. Yeah. Um, so they ended up making the mud room like 128 inches long. Oh boy! So the yeah. client, you know, texts me and um, and says, "Oh yeah, it turned out the room turned out bigger than we thought." So I'm like, "All right, so we'll just put finished end panels on it, you know, mm-hmm. so it'll just be like sitting, yep. at, you know, and have like four inches on either side." Okay, yeah, that's fine. So we go, we install it, and then like. Two days later, I get a text like, well, my wife and the builder, you know, they don't, they think it looks like something that we just bought, which we've gotten this fucking line so many times. We're like, it just looks like, you know, if it's not built in, it looks like something that you just bought at the store. I'm like, what store are you buying this? It's crazy. (laughs) Raymore and Flanagan. Um, Clearly it's not from a store. Bob's. Yeah. So we ended up having to make these four and a half inch wide fillers for both sides and then like a fascia. So now they're going to run the house crown around it. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So even like when you try and avoid having to do that now, that's what they're, you know, mm-hmm. so I guarantee you that the fascia is going to be like the reveal is going to be all cockeyed yeah. because the ceiling's not going to be level. And yeah. yeah. And then oh, I was going to say, you know, the kitchen that's on the side of that guy's van. Oh yeah. There was like a three inch from one, from like the tall cabinet on one side and the other side of the, L of the kitchen, it was like a three inch difference, and I could, yeah. like I could barely get the tall cabinet up, and the you know the other cabinets like down where it should be, you know, oh like you know four inches off the ceiling, and it was like because he was asking me the same thing, you know, can you run them up to the ceiling? I'm like, look at this, yeah, it's I like mean, this already looks bad. It's going to look worse <laughs> when we, you know, it's four inch, you know, three and a half inches of difference. And then you can get into the nightmare of rolling the crown, which mm-hmm. is just, oh man, I spent a lot of, a lot of sleepless nights on rolling the crown and 
I used to have some builders that would call me and be like, the ceiling is so messed up. Can you come and like try and do what you can with the crown? And I, you got to like plane the back. Well, yeah. I always, this is an, oh, I always cut crown on the flat, mm-hmm. which is a hot, hot controversial topic, but I always found it faster. But then that one, you got to cut on the nested, which, you know, you can roll it, but only to a certain extent where it starts to look, you can't twist it so much. And right. Especially with these kitchens, a lot of times they come in, because these are always like fabu wood or they come in hard maple, which you can't roll at I all. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, usually it's maple. Yeah. Or, and you get it a lot like on the return on the upper where, you know, yep. where it's returning back to the wall. Yeah. So you've only got, you know, from the, to the long point, say 18 inches. Yeah, exactly. You can't yeah. fucking roll no, 18 inches. Not a chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. And I definitely fell victim to like the, when I first started to like the Instagram, like, no, this has to be scribed. And like, I used to build these cabinets with like eight foot cabinets with like a three inch style that has to be scribed down. And like, that's such a pain in the ass. Just put like, just put a filler. Like it's, yeah. what's the difference? You know, no one, you know, we, we like to put like a little detail on the end of our filler, like where if cabinets are going together to make it look more like a, design almost you know mm-hmm. sometimes we'll put yeah. like a little wrap like a some like, people so call it's it like them, step back a little bit yeah there's just like a 1 16th by 1 16th groove mm-hmm. so there's like a little line there it almost looks like some people like that little like a little chamfer you mm-hmm. know sometimes we do that i think it looks a little better than just square square yeah well we like that you know adding intentional yeah yeah uh you know details so that yeah. it looks like this is on purpose yeah one thing that i really love that someone told me was the they could, he used to call it the museum seam so like we usually do face frames so you know we do like a quarter inch offset from our carcass to a face frame then you have the three quarters so that leaves you with about like a half an inch for the end panel and then we would you know you just overbuilt you know you scribe to the wall a little bit but the end panel that faces the face frame has a one eighth by one eighth deep groove. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, your three quarter face frame, then you got a one eighth by one eighth deep gap, and then you got your end panel. And that, that changed a lot. It looks a lot better. And then you don't have to worry about getting, a, you know, if your face frame is right, you, you don't know, have to get that line se- you know, Yeah, 930 seconds instead of one eighth or instead of one quarter, you're going to have, you see that so much on, yeah. the, on the end panel, but you don't see it if that one eighth by one eighth is there. Yeah. Yeah, we all know that wood moves and, you know, yeah, exactly. so if it looks yeah. perfect in the shop, odds are six <laughs> months from now in yeah. the client's home, it's not going to look perfect anyway. Yeah, it's crazy how much. Uh, Even from the shop to the install, sometimes oh, yeah. there's, there's so many variables. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we're not working on like dead level surfaces here. Like yeah. you can mock up cabinets all you want in the shop, but unless you're doing it on some sort of platform, that's yeah. like, you know, it'd be nice to have like some like 10 by 20 platform that was like dead level in in both directions yeah, I know. You know one one kid i know i talked to a lot who's a cabinet maker in philly they have a platform just like that where they mock everything up mm-hmm. and uh but still in the field it's not i'm no. sure it's different yeah yeah that it's it's interesting because you you go from that to the home or the or the site yeah. i'm not sure what advantage that that gives you. Yeah, because the site is, is imperfect for sure. Mm-hmm. Instagram had really created sort of a toxic thing with this whole scribing thing, I feel. Oh, yeah. Um, and my outlook was always like, 
anybody can do this. Yeah. It just takes a little bit of time. time. Yeah. But here's the thing. We were talking about it before with like, you know, inset doors. Do you build them big and then scribe them to the opening or just build them exact, you know, you know, build them to the opening and, uh, and maybe make a little tweak if you have to. The clients are always beating us down on price as it is. Yeah. So it's like, you think I'm going to spend an hour on one scribe? You're oh, out yeah. of your fucking mind. Yeah. If you want to pay more, that's fine. But you've already, we're already giving you more than you're paying for. Exactly. So like, if it needs to get, you know, if it needs to have like a three thirty second gap and get caulked, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no problem admitting that it doesn't need to be a razor tight scribe every single mm-hmm. time. Like, if you can do it and it's you know effective, if you can do it effectively in a in a time frame that makes sense, that's good. But like, you're not going to catch me there all day scribing these perfect, yeah. you know. And, and if it's going to like stone, stone, we're going to figure out a way that we don't have to scribe something to stone. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean, really, the stone should be cut. Yeah, for sure. And it's just it seems like it's just like an ego thing eventually where you're just like, no, I got to get this perfect for myself, you know, and then. That's why my installs yeah. take so long because I just can't. A lot of times I'm just like, no, we got to scribe it again. Like just. That's why I hate installs. Yeah. Because I'm so stressed about making it perfect. That yeah, it's exactly. Like, you, yeah. Know. you could give it to an installer and they're done like in half the time and come back. Yeah, I guess I see why, but. But the client is. But yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're flabbergasted. This yeah. looks so good. You know, like. Mm-hmm. it's like that little topper on the bench at Opal. I was like, I asked Jeff, how should I put this in? Like, should I use adhesive? He's like, no, just shoot it in. Yeah, yeah it's fucking nail it. <laughs> a little wax in there. And the client's like, wow, this looks great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've started to just. People just be there with a lamello, tensos, yeah. snapping it in. Oh, my God. You see that all over. $10 in connectors yeah. and an extra at 90 minutes. Yeah. Easy. Those lamellos are. That's another thing that's getting all all crazy with the lamellos yeah. and. Took me all like five minutes to put in. And, yeah. You know, save, like save the time for the things that matter. You know, yeah, exactly. A client is, ne- and this is a commercial space. Client is never going to see six nail holes that are filled with wax in the top. And even yeah. if they did, yeah. from here to here, you can't see it. You'd have to be on top of it. Examining straight down. Yeah. yeah. And yep. that wax actually looked pretty good. I was surprised because, yeah. you know, the pattern, mm-hmm. but and it's going to be all jacked up in a month anyway because yeah. they're going to get customers in there going to be yeah. whacking it with the... They're putting upholstery up. You're not even going to see that thing. Yeah. Oh, they are? Yeah. I didn't know they were doing it in there. Yeah, that's what they Especially told me anyway. Mud room. Like we, you know, you could put a mud room in that's finished and then one month, all these shoes are over there. These oh, yeah. kids are just painted white. Into it. Yeah. yeah, the house cleaners are going to come crash the vacuum into the baseboard yeah. and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the heel marks. Yeah. Oh, forget it. Yeah, it's crazy that. But yeah, I definitely fell victim to that for a while. And now I've just, I realize that it's just, it's just an ego thing, you know, it's not worth it. And it's just for yourself almost, it seems like we're. Yeah, yeah. the client's expectation is so much lower. Yeah. And it's, it's just, not like we're, you know, people might hear that and they're like, oh, you guys are ripping off the clients. Like, well, no, you know until people are ready to pay what it takes to do this work, why should we be giving it away for free? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. You have to give them what's proportional <laughs> to what they paid. So um, first and foremost, people want the design that they want and the materials that they want. That takes precedence. So you want you yeah. want us to paint this? That's a time-consuming and expensive process. So you're going to have yeah. to sacrifice somewhere else unless you're willing to spend more money. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, can't, you can't get everything 
include, you can't get the price that you want, the finished, you know, and have everything be a hundred percent dead nuts. Perfect on install. Like there has to be somewhere where you're making up that time. Are you guys still doing your own finishing? Yeah, we actually, we got into painting and, um, Mm -hmm. it's, we're having issues with bubbles still. I, I don't know what it is. It's tough. It's a real, uh, I remember I thought like, oh, I'll just spray this cabinet. And it came out just so horribly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I guess that's why people do this on the side. Or, yeah, not on the side, but. Exclusively. Yeah, that's yeah. their own. Yeah. Yeah, you use a finisher, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I go from a couple different ones, but I got one main guy now. Academy, you know. One I was oh, talking yeah. About. Yeah. This guy's pretty good. And he takes the time to. I know some finishers, you give them a piece and they don't even sand it or anything. They just spray it. But this guy really takes his time. and until he's meticulous and wants mm-hmm. he wants it to look as good as you want it to look you know which is huge some of these people just spray and pray you know yeah <laughs> yeah that's um that's i was we had jackie from timber she's the finisher over there it's a shop down mm-hmm. the street she was here uh yesterday i asked her to come by and and um help me out trying to figure out this finish with this new turbine and everything and um how was i going with this I was telling her, like, I'm at the point where I know too much, but I don't know enough. You know, it's like in the beginning, I sprayed a bunch of stuff and got pretty good results. And it was just like, like total luck. You know, it was a fluke. And then I learned a little bit more. And now I think I know too much. So like I have there's I'm introducing too many variables because Uh I'm like, I got to tweak this. I got to tweak that. I got to do this this way. And it's like, you know. You, you always hit that middle point where mm-hmm. you haven't reached the point of knowing, but you know too much to like just get dumb luck and be able to do it. And do you do it because you like to do it or is it the price? Um, because it's pretty affordable to get. I mean, like if I sit down and break the numbers, like there's no way I'm going to get one to pay my guys to spray it, two to get it good enough, and three like if I just send it to the guy, like it's a set price and if something goes sideways, it's his problem that, and it's just, it's better and it's cheaper. Like, because for me to spray it, I don't, it's going to take way longer and mm-hmm. it's not going to come out as good, but you do it. But I would, I've always dreamed of keeping it in house because one for the timing mm-hmm. two you're always going to get a, if you spray your own stuff, but it's kind of like the install, you know, like at what point are you just over complicating the process? Sometimes it would be good to have almost like a objective person spray it or install it because they're not spending an excess amount of time on something that doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. I think it's a combination of factors. It's, um, I mean, we've looked to try and find finishers in the past and haven't been able to find them. Mm. That's um, a real problem because there's not, a, I, especially like around here, like yeah. maybe up by you, there might, it might be a little bit easier, but like, it, this is like a wasteland for shops, like, yeah. you know, for that yeah. kind of thing. Finding somebody with the facilities to uh-huh. do it. Yeah. Like we could probably find someone to do it on site. Like if we install yeah. stuff in the raw and, but I, I think that's just like sort of a flawed system. You know what I mean? Like nothing's getting back primed. Yeah. That's a real hot topic. Um, we do a lot, a mix of both painted on site and pre and you know pre-sprayed um they both have their advantages and disadvantages um i personally like to get it sprayed before Mm -hmm. it's 
it's less steps. You don't have to go back to do the hardware. You yeah. don't have to come back after they paint the doors to adjust them. You know, there's a lot of things that clients don't want to be inconvenienced like that either. Like, yeah. you know, we've, we've run that by clients before. Like, Oh yeah. Like we probably have it like, you know, finished on site. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, a good paint job takes multiple days because you're in there priming. You got to let it go, you know, and then all yeah. the sanding, all the dust. I mean, the amount of dust that's created just between primer and top coat in the yeah. shop is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, covered. yeah, you'd really have to find somebody that you trust. Um, and then, you know, you want to spray high quality wood coatings. Like you don't want somebody on site spraying yeah. freaking whatever latex paint on your stuff. In, you know, someone's yeah. house. Yeah. Um, and the, another factor for us is always like, now we got to either have somebody pick all this stuff up or we got to bring it somewhere yeah. to them. And then like, what if you forget a part oh, or you got to remake a part? Yeah. It's I'm like, the absolute worst with that. I mean, that's why it was good that my one finisher is pretty close. He used to be a lot closer in my old shop, but this is still 20 minutes away, which adds up a lot, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm forgetting parts all the time. Thankfully he lives close to where I live. So if I forget something, I'll put it in the van. I'll just drop it off in the morning. Um, it's like you got to not damage any of that stuff and all those trips. So now yeah. it's going from here to there, back to here, then to the house. And it's like, it's a lot of trips to not like mess something up. Yeah. It would be great to keep it in house. And I wish I had the talent to spray, but I do just, like it. And it's something now that I'm like determined that I'm going to figure out. Yeah. I've sprayed a few things for myself or just done if it's raw, you know, stain grade. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's definitely something I'd be looking forward to in the future to at least hire someone that has the talent to do that. And you could kind of absorb his knowledge. And, and what do you guys do? Do you like, close off the shop? Do you have a booth somewhere? I remember uh, you had that. Uh, yeah, we have, we have a booth now. Yeah. Um, so like until you get to like that final top coat, uh-huh. I feel like you can kind of be, you know, you don't want to be making like insane amounts of dust and stuff, but like you yeah. can be fairly, um, whatever conservative with the amount of work that's going on in the shop. But then it's like that last coat and we're using water-based stuff. So like it dries in like 10 minutes. Yeah. So it's like, if you have like 10 minute window, like you can get, get something sprayed and put it on the rack mm-hmm. and 10 minutes later, it's, it's impervious to dust. Yeah. Just hit it before lunch or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh definitely something I'll be looking at. And you guys have a lot better dust collection than I do. My dust collection is, is really uh, lacking. We just got the individual dust collectors on mm-hmm. machines, but our table saw is just spewing dust out. Like, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah. It'll come off the top. Yeah, we don't have any, you know, overall on on any of our machines. Yeah, I was cutting that particle board this morning. To uh, we're sending back the Montport laser. Everybody, it's finally leaving the shop today between ten and between. Uh, 10 a.m. and 16 p.m. is what they said. <laughs> Straight from the Chinese email. 16 p.m. That cracked me up. Um, or maybe it said 16 a.m. I forget. But it's, it was 16 it's something. Big time window. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's leaving. But we forgot to put the honeycomb in there. So I was ripping this three-quarter particle board that came as dunnage. And, yeah, it was throwing, like, an insane amount of yeah. dust off the top. You ever look at the overarm table saw ones? Yeah, they're just kind of like in the way. Yeah, you know? they're pretty expensive too. I couldn't. Pull, I saw like a you know pretty nice one. I think it was like four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like, it sounds like a lot, but 
at Tom's, he had that Excalibur yeah. one, the yeah. yellow, which is a pretty common one, this big yellow yeah. one. And it's like, if I had a dollar for every time I had to take that off oh, yeah. for whatever cut yeah. I was doing, yeah, you know. Yeah, I I have this thing like I I want to see my hand all the way through yeah, on those exactly, small yeah. cuts. Because <clears throat> on, on our slider we have that you know the, yeah. the shroud, and I'm you know my one guy is like super dust minded. He's always putting that thing as close to it as possible, and I'm just lifting it up, putting it on the side. You know, that's hard when you work with two different styles. You know, he wears yeah. a you know I should wear a respirator all the time, but. You guys wear masks? No, like when I'm spraying or like yeah. if I'm doing something that, like if I have to do a lot of something that's generating like a lot of dust, yeah. I'll put it on sometimes. But yeah. like I, I'm, thankfully I feel, I'm feeling better today than I did yesterday. But like, so Rob had to rabbit all the, these white oak frames that are over <laughs> there on Friday. Yeah. And it was making, like it made a lot of dust. There yeah, was dust yeah. everywhere. Huge. And like, yeah. I I was getting a sinus infection from it, like starting on the white oak. Nasty, yeah, that'll get to you. White oak and uh, red oak is really. I found red oak makes me cedar for me is the worst. Like a yeah, cedar will give me cedar. a sinus infection if yeah. I'm working with it just a mm. tiny bit. Cedar, I, I was okay. It's weird how some people are different it's, with the woods, yeah. but cedar never really bothered me. But the the white oak definitely makes me. It makes me itch too sometimes. Walnut dust bothers me. Yeah, yeah walnut. It, it's like spicy on my skin. Like the yeah. dust is actually, like, I feel like burning my skin. Yeah. We just did a walnut it. island and I love that wood. I love working with it. And Yeah, it's nice to work with. Yeah. White, I, I like the look of white oak, but I hate working with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the splintering is just yep. out of control. How many little yeah, <clears throat> splinters on the edge did you have to fix? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could sand a lot of them down. But there's some where I'll, yeah. I'll put a little filler in there. Couple but then I had you end like, up with this undulating, yeah, these undulating edges because you had to feather this one. You know, yeah, it's it's rough. And a couple like there were like three or four where I had to like glue in a piece. Yeah, and yeah it's it's not a it's not a very nice wood. It, no, especially very unforgiving. Doing yeah. a process like that, it's yeah. And like we were just talking about, you know, the color and quality is very inconsistent because oh, crazy. Yeah. the demand is so high <laughs> and the supply is so low. Yeah. Um. So what was, was it on the RT? I forget. I was reading something or listening to something. They were talking about, you know, so you have the, the veneer buyers are the, are willing to pay the most for white yeah, oak. Yeah, they're one, right? Yeah. The, then the you industry. have the the stave makers for the barrels mm-hmm. are number two. They'll pay the second most. And then yeah. the third is for lumber. So it's yeah. like you're getting, we're getting the third best. Yeah, I've heard that too, <laughs> yeah. where you, where, uh, but yeah, my white oak quality is just. It's really dropped, it's, hasn't it? It's not even, it's not even like quality. That's like a overstatement for what we're getting. What are you paying like a board foot for flat on? cheap i think like five bucks maybe yeah is that yeah. in the rough or is that dressed in the rough i think yeah. i don't even buy dressed i just yeah, I can't yeah yeah i've never been that, able to make it work and that's like that's like fourth quality it's yeah. like if it's yeah. surfaced already that's like even worse than the yeah. rough song i don't know who's surfacing that stuff or well, I they're mean, just sending it through like yeah, they're they're ciders or yeah, something. or a yeah. double cider so it comes out clean but it's still like this yeah exactly yeah and I guess we used to buy S2S for face frames. And even eventually we were like, this is just, it's even if it gets attached to a box, like some of them are, the twist is something you can't fix. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm, it's yeah. just, yeah. 
That was my first lesson as a as a beginner. Yeah. SLR is nice, so you get one straight edge. Yep. Um, but if nice. you're if you're making like a lot of short parts, it ends up being a lot of waste because they might cut like a three inch crown <laughs> out of this thing. Uh-huh. And like if you chop that up into twenty four inch pieces, you wouldn't yeah. have had to lose all yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you know, it's a sacrifice of time or money. So no, I love rough lumber. It's like unwrapping a present, you know, you get yeah. to see what's under well, I mean, sometimes it's hard because you need a certain look and oh, yeah. like with this walnut one, I had a I had a, you know, just discard thirty board feet of it because the color was so different. Yep. And uh which I didn't think knots it right where you yeah, need knots. to be. But it got a dark stain, so I don't even think it would have mattered, yeah. honestly, but you don't want to take the chance on it in a kitchen island, you know, you get one spot that's yellow from the yeah. walnut. But yeah. I'll make a side project out of it or something. Um yeah, the wood the white oak quality is and I it just seems like everyone wants white oak. It seems like the the trend, the Instagram or designer trend is yeah. just make everything out of white oak. They want, yeah, they all want riffs on white oak, and they yeah. don't realize it's like, all right, well, it's gonna be like eleven dollars a board foot cost. Yeah, yeah. so well, I mean, they, they don't really understand the logistics of cutting it out of the tree. Out yeah, of the exactly. Yeah, and the I do love the riffs on though, but that's even that is hard to source too. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys getting it? So we were buying from O'Shea Lumber in Glen Rock, Pennsylvania. Um, and we, uh, so our buddy Brian from RT Machine, where we got the bander, they started their own podcast and they had Keith on from Lewis Lumber, which is local mm-hmm. to them, like Bloomsburg kind of area, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, so we actually, yeah, these guys. Oh, nice. We, uh, so when we went out to Hughesville to be on their podcast, we, Went to Lewis Lumber Products first, which mm-hmm. was like, what, 10, 15 minutes yeah, away? Yeah. Uh, and Keith took us around. You know, they have a full um, architectural millwork shop. They got oh, cool. uh, Weinig molders and double sided planers and wide belt sanders, freaking bandsaw that was like 18 feet that. tall oh, with like a, like a yeah. six inch wide yeah, blade yeah. on it. Um, so we started buying from them. And uh, they deliver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think it, it's like a thousand dollar minimum for delivery out here. That goes so fast. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so we actually we only ordered twice from them so far because we haven't been doing a lot of hardwood. But we got a couple hundred board feet of of soft maple for painted mm-hmm. stuff a while back, which was cheap. It was like three dollars a board foot and yeah, really that's nice. What I'm paying, yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. It was like basically like hard maple. Yeah. Um, not and, a lot of brown at all. Or, that's good. I mean, yeah. it was really clear. like it. Lo- yeah, it looked like hard maple. Um, and we just recently got three hundred board feet of that five quarter uh, flat sawn white oak, which was like I think five eighty five a board foot. Yeah, that's not bad, especially yeah. they deliver it. And it's I saw it; it was pretty nice quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they own some of the um, what do they call it? like the the I wanted to say orchard for some reason. Um, forest yeah like yeah i think yeah. they have like a name Plant, for it not plantation. plantation yeah i don't know something like that where they cut their own wood yeah, yeah. you know so they own the mill they own the yeah. they own some of the trees the mill everything so yeah that'd be nice yeah some because sourcing the rifts on white oak can be really hard for but i'll have to check that place out i use monteith sometimes yeah Ooh. god <laughs> <laughs> well, we got flat saw on white oak this week on special for 12.95 yeah. more foot it's it's pricey, but I, I I don't know anywhere else, you know. Yeah, well now you do, and that's yeah. far from you. It is. That's a, that's right. That's right here. Yeah. yeah, that's like twenty minutes from us. 
but I've definitely had to make the trip out there. Um, there's a place by me, Boards and Beams, which makes oh, yeah. Monteith look cheap. Oh, they said, I thought they closed for some reason. No, I think they're, they're. Didn't they get flooded from like the. They, that, they're, they're in that spot. What where is they that? Would the Pas- get, uh, Passaic River or something like. It makes sense that they would, but uh, I mean, I haven't been there. One of my guys just went there for a side project to get some pieces. Um, so it's open. But yeah. their prices are... That's a racket. Yeah, yeah their prices are insane. Well, you they got like them. Atlantic plywood sells lumber and... Like I said, you had the same issues with Atlantic. I tried calling and oh, they yeah. just didn't seem like they wanted any of my business, so... The guy like didn't even have anything to <laughs> say for himself when I... Because I finally got a hold of somebody. Yeah. I called like right at like 8 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm shocked I even got somebody. I'm like, I keep getting the voicemail and nobody's even calling me back. And I'm like, can you like give me the info for our outside sales rep? I was like, because um, somebody had told me that our our sales rep left and is working for rugby now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, uh, yeah, that's actually a position we're still trying to fill. Oh, <laughs> like, boy. oh so we don't yeah. even have a sales rep. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants this. I know guys that have been trying to open accounts and they can't even open an account with Atlantic. I don't know what's going on, but this is, I mean, I tried to open an account there like four years ago. They I got the just, same story from people in Massachusetts, in Maine. Yeah. And yeah. It's because they're all over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rugby's all over, you know. They got a lot of shot, a lot of. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, it's not like the uh, relationship we have with uh, some of our other vendors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fez has been great. You know, big. I don't know if you buy from Fez, but they're no. But I've heard I've gotten a lot of recommendations from yeah. them. Great plywood distributor. Yeah. You know, I've had we've had issues lately with Wilson Art. You know, like nothing's ever in stock. Yeah. Like we pick pick something out in the sample chain, which is supposed to be the quote unquote. These are what you yeah. stock. Yeah. And they never have it. And they're like, well, it'll be in like January 15th. I'm like, we're not, <laughs> we're never planning that far ahead. Yeah, like no I wish that, yeah, you know, I wish I was that organized. Yeah. Um, I need this like yesterday, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you have it? Like, don't you understand cash flow? Like, you know, yeah. we're getting paid by the client to start the job. I'm ordering material now. It's yeah. not like I'm ordering material now for a job that's, um, and maybe that's our own fault, but. It's uh, hard to store all that stuff. Yeah. And nobody, nobody's ever contacting us that far out. Unfortunately, no. I wish they would. Yeah, like, hey, we got to finish this job in 10 yeah. months. It's like, no, we got to be done in eight weeks. Yeah, exactly. I always get those. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you, you know, well, now I've been answering the phone. Like, what's your timeline? We're three and a half months out. Mm-hmm. 90% of the people are like, oh, I need this in like two weeks. Well, yeah. We're the last in the chain. You yeah, know, they, exactly. they go through yeah. the their own discovery process. Then uh, maybe they bring it in a designer or an architect. They yep. get everything all ironed out and then they go, Okay, let's get somebody to execute. Yeah. Yep. And they think we're just waiting around to to build their thing. Yeah. And that's one of the one thing that I'm very excited to not have to really deal with anymore. That uh I'm going to work for someone that that's on someone else's plate now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just in the shop or in the field like I I guess I was meant to be, you know. Yeah. It doesn't well, like you say, the grass is always greener. It always, yeah. It, yeah. it always makes me think back to the restaurant days when, you know, you're a line cook and you're, or a prep cook and you're thinking, oh man, if I'm working on the line and then you're a line cook, oh man, I wish I wasn't, ch-. Yeah. you know, like when I was a chef, I was like, some days I go, man, I wish I could just go chop onions again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, sure. now you're going to be making stuff and, and something's going to happen. You say, oh, this dickhead in the office. How come we can't figure out the measurements or, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, of course the grass is always greener, but just, I wasn't making it Mm -hmm. money-wise. It's just, I just never had the, like, I I have 
you know, upwards of 300 books on carpentry and cabinet making and carving. And I can read, I could sit down and read them. I have like 15 business books. I can't get like two pages through them. Yeah. I'm just not, I don't have that in me to sit down and crunch numbers and yeah. analyze how the build went. Yeah. Well, and, and you're always trying to put out a fire in the shop, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, where do you put your focus? Yeah. yeah. Cause like our friend Corey out in Long Island. Uh, I was just listening to that on the way here. Yeah. Uh, oh, that episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yep. was a good one. He said, you know, he he's went to school for all this and interned, yeah. and he he always says, you know, he wish he spent more time in the office and yeah. and on that end of things as he was learning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to school. I went to TCNJ for finance, and I I mean, I dropped out, but I do have an <laughs> associates in business and man in business administration, and that didn't do me any fucking good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's. It's a different part of your brain, I think. You know? Yeah, and I never went, like, when I started, I was never like, oh. I guess at points I was like, I want to open my business, be a big builder. But then the more I started working, the more I was like, I don't want to leave this. I don't want to, I know what builders do. They put out fires everywhere. They mm-hmm. sit behind a desk and yeah. one thing led to another. And someone said, hey, I got a ton of work. I'll support you while you open your own company. And I was like, all right. And it was, you know, you go from making, I think I was making $19 an hour to getting, you get all this money and you're like, oh, sweet, I'm loaded. But, you know, <laughs> you got to save it for a rainy got, day. Yeah, you never, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not like when you're working for someone, you get a paycheck every Friday or whatever day yeah. it is. And like, and you know, you're you always get, trying to tool up, you know, you're like, how do yeah. we make this better? How do we make this easier? And then you got to, you know, you're, you're always wanting to invest in new equipment yeah i got a tool addiction or at least i did when i had you know especially when i first started like oh i need to buy this i need to buy that i got 15 different drills not and that was before i even had a cabinet i mean now they're useful but before i even had a cabinet shop just because i was like oh i gotta try the new makita you know i gotta try the new the one key milwaukee and yeah but it's and uh, i like carving i'm not very good at it but the carving chisels oh let, oh, me, yeah. let me get one of those for 70 bucks let me get this one for 50 you know mm-hmm. and it's little ones but they add up so fast you know yeah and it's like you can you you need specific ones to do specific yeah, things exactly oh, i need a yeah. nine sweep for this like, oh let me buy that you know what kind of blades you using for like on your saws and stuff cheap ones um the only one that we <laughs> use expensive i guess our sliders you know saw our slider one has, I don't remember the name of it, but it's a couple hundred, I think. Mm. What are you guys using? Well, we're going to have to tell you about our, <laughs> our sponsor, Ridge okay. Carbide. Yeah. <laughs> when you need the right saw blade for the job, put your trust in Ridge Carbide tools. That's right. For over 50 years, Ridge Carbide has been producing industrial saw blades designed with exact specifications for the cutting results you expect. Before you buy, call Ridge Carbide and they'll help you determine the right tool that meets your needs and your budget. And after the sale, Ridge Carbide provides sharpening services for all your saw blades, dado sets, router bits, and joint or planer knives. Located in Kansas, Ridge Carbide Tools provides high-quality products with outstanding customer service at a fair price. What, what are, are you, you cutting? cutting? <laughs> so we use... We mainly use Everlast, which is actually like the parent company of Ridge Carbide, um, okay. which is like their more industrial line. Um, but we have Ridge Carbide, a bunch of Ridge Carbide blades too. Um, 
They're great. And they're really, they're not that expensive. No. Yeah. And you get them sharpened. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I, I never did any of that stuff. I just oh, wow. buy the blade and discard it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean the, the expensive ones I'll get resharpened, but like the CMT 10 inch. One, yeah. Just, I don't like, uh, I'm not sending that back to, uh, even yeah. the nice, the new, nice new CMT that's like made in Italy that, that's not orange. It's yeah. Which I hate. It's like if the blade is painted, it's like automatically it screams to me like this blade is bullshit. Yeah. Um, John gave, he actually lent one to us and uh, I hated that blade. Yeah. It, it was so loud yeah. and it threw so much oh, dust off of the top of the blade. I think I used a CMT that was not orange also. I don't, I mean, maybe it's, it was like a chrome finish almost. Yeah. Too. It wasn't like flat. And I almost cut myself on one. Is it? Because I, well, first of all, I'm an idiot. I was using that on like a DeWalt 10 inch job site. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, and those can barely spin up that blade. They have like too much power. The only times I've ever almost cut myself, especially when doing trim, you go to a trim job and everyone has these 12 inch DeWalt saws. And I like doing shoe molding with those things. But when I started, that's all we used. You could cut your sandwich in half with that thing or yeah. a fine piece of trim. DW you know? 716 or whatever. Yeah. That's all we, we used to have one of those. And those things are like, they have like too much power, you know, which is good for some. It's like a framing saw, you know. You yeah, they buck it. when you, when yeah, you pull the trigger. Yeah, so much. And the table saw is kind of the same thing. And I was cutting a door and it didn't have, it was, so, you know, it was getting glass. So it didn't have like the middle panel to sturdy it, I guess. And it just picked up and flew back and door shattered into parts, you oh, know. Shit. I shot a piece of brass out of the saw <laughs> stuff like yeah. uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> How was that saw stop? Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I've heard mixed things, but yeah. it seems well, like their, I'd their say, patent runs out soon, right? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. There's yeah. been... I know uh, Bosch tried to, yeah. and they got sued. Yep. Yeah. There's uh, this new stuff out of Europe where they have like a shaper and stuff that actually stops. I don't oh, know. I really? forget what it's called, but yeah. So we've tried... That's an industrial series saw stop. They have the professional series, which um we tried and didn't like. I would not recommend that saw. But the industrial is really there's there's so many people who are real butthurt about the whole saw stop thing, um, which I don't see why. It's like this machismo, like I'm not going to cut myself. I don't need that. Yeah, it's just a you know they think that that it's all about the safety thing mm. and not about the saw. Yeah. yeah, that saw is better built than the Unisaw. Yeah, the Unisaw has been the yeah. gold standard of cabinet saws for how long? You know, yeah. I I like it a lot more than the Unisaw. I'm going to have to try one because I think I've heard the professional one. That's probably the one I'm getting the results on. Yeah, yeah that's not, not not the same as and the, that's the industrial one is five horsepower. This is can, a three. Three. That you okay. can get them up to 10, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, or geez. I know they have a seven and a half. I yeah. think they might have a 10. Those are three phase machines. It ever, it ever catch yourself or? No, we've, we've uh, set it off twice. Once I was cutting aluminum. Uh, and there's a bypass mode where you can cut yeah. cut conductive. And it was like early in the morning. I was trying to get this bullshit done for like to deliver that morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I just didn't put it in bypass. And it, so I yeah. set it off that. And then we it had must an, have been scary. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a shotgun yeah. going off. Um, <laughs> and then another time I was just cutting like cherry or something and it went off. And um, so I reached out to saw stop and they had me send the break in. And really? they're able to like read the data uh-huh. as to like what set it off. And there was like some kind of interference that happened with oh, wow. something yeah, yeah. and it's just set it off. No, um, I would love to get one because 
you can cut your hand at any time, you know, yeah. close calls. Or, mm-hmm. it, it's just a nice machine. Yeah. I mean, you'll, yeah, like, after the podcast look, and yeah. check it out. Yeah, like if you're in the market for a new cabinet saw, I don't see any reason to not get it. Like it's exactly. it's a great saw. Like yeah. take the safety feature out uh, and it's still a great saw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get obviously the benefit of the safety feature. Mm-hmm. And I saw you guys have the the slide, like the slide attachment. Yeah. How's yeah. that? Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, it for works. like cutting door yeah. parts and stuff. Cut yeah. square. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a couple thousand itself, right? I think that yeah, was like maybe? like a thousand or yeah. twelve hundred something like that. That's not bad. Pays for itself really fast. It does maybe. all in. It was like fifty five hundred, I think, for the you know. And we have the fifty two inch fence with the fifty two inch table, and um, yeah, it's a nice saw. Yeah, but I mentioned, you mentioned the Powermatic. I bought a Powermatic planer, and we sent it back. It was it just wasn't. That's what we have over there. Yeah, that we it have just the work PM well, fifteen. Yeah. Some snipe. I mean, it's yeah. got to be yeah. sweet. It's yeah. just like a regular old. It's yeah, not, it's, it's, you know, I used to think when I like first started, Powermatic was like, oh man, Powermatic, yeah. this is like the gold standard. Powermatic, <laughs> yeah. the gold no. standard. It's just regular it's just crappy a Taiwanese yeah, yeah. tools, just, you know. We, we could not, we would, we would join a piece dead straight. We were checking with Japanese lines. We'd run it through the planer, warped. Mm. And it wasn't. Oh, you know, like it released tension. You know, we got all the excuses in the books from we called, you know, oh, you're just taking off too much. Like, no, this is not. We had our DeWalt, you know, our old DeWalt planer and we could run the same piece through and it would come out straight. And the Powermatic, <laughs> oh, you don't have enough in out, uh, outs, out feed, feed support. Yeah. Like, that's that's not how that works. We have exactly the amount of outfeed support that it yeah. comes with. Yes. And uh, I sent it back. You know, they took it back, thankfully, but. And we got a Laguna now. It's pretty good. Works pretty well. Is it that, um, what are they, Shear Tech or whatever? I think so. It's yeah. got the helical head. Yep. Yeah. It's fast. I really like. And it comes out pretty straight. Very little snipe. You know, obviously, there's always going to be snipe, but. I wish we still had the old planer. Which ones you used to have? <laughs> we, we had, had a, a real time yeah, with these. A uh, York 20 inch, which is just like the same grizzly shop yeah. fox pattern, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and so we bought a Oliver 20 inch helical head uh, planer and the five horsepower shaper. And the planer was like a total lemon. Yeah. We ended up having to send it back. Yeah. And it was like in the middle of COVID. And, oh, um, we had to just buy what we could get. Yeah, so we yeah. went to Woodcraft and bought it. I think that's where I got it. Yeah, you 15 have, inch Powermatic. Yeah, that's where I got mine. It was in down in South Jersey. Uh, we went to Downington, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went to the one in, I think it was South Jersey. And they had a Powermatic. Oh, is it the one that just opened? I, it was pretty, it was very yeah. new. Yeah. Or is that a Rockler? It might be a Rockler. Yeah. That might be what it is. Uh, where the hell is that? Not Hillsboro. Something like that though. Yeah. But yeah, you ever seen those Japanese ones that they're like a true planer? Oh, where it takes yeah. on the sheet. Yeah, it's called yeah super surfacer. Yeah, yeah, super surfacer. Yeah, those things are sweet. I think I just saw someone on Instagram got one, someone that I follow or something. But yeah, it's like this big blade like this. That's yeah, that's on an angle. I love that stuff. I always watch. Like last night, I was watching some Japanese guy. Car- they work so differently. Yeah, it's crazy. This guy was carving <laughs> something. He's got it on his. I think he's sitting down. He's got it on his leg and he's just banging the chisel like, and it's hitting his leg. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? You know, like 
Yeah, they just, the socks with the toe. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I was watching something this morning. It was a guy, you know, cutting a beam mm-hmm. with a handsaw, and he's, you know, <laughs> it's great. I would love and, to go there. You know, one quote day. unquote socks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever watch Ishitani Furniture? No. On YouTube, he's I'll good. Have to check him out. He's a more modern Japanese woodworker. Yeah. He's got a lot of older Japanese tools, uh-huh. um, like machines from like probably I don't know, maybe like the eighties, nineties. Um, you know, when like Hitachi was making like industrial yeah. machines and stuff. His stuff's really good. Yeah, I love the old. I used to have a C10 FSH, the uh, old Hitachi chop saw. Yeah. Oh man, that thing was was a beauty. I could cut anything, and it was always, you know, pretty straight and pretty. Those pretty are true. in demand right now. Oh yeah, Freddie Roman, period craftsman, posted I think yesterday a listing that he found. Somebody was selling one for twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, wow. that's worth it. I mean, uh, I uh, we have a Capex, which is another you know, controversy in and of itself, but yeah. it works really well for me, but we had to do a lot of work to it. And those are like, I, I bought it used. So it was like 1200, but we bought the, the KSC 60, the, the, the cordless, cordless one. little How one. Is yeah. it? It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to try it out. Yeah. It's, it's perfect for the job. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, easy to like Hoboken, you know, yeah. it's, on, it's on its own self-contained cart. The wings go onto the thing. You just oh, roll it into great. the elevator, yeah. bring it upstairs. We got the, Makita one that has the two batteries, the ten inch oh, one. Yeah. No, it's seven and a quarter or seven and a half. Uh, we looked at that. Yeah, it, it only bevels one way, which is kind of it's, yeah can be kind of annoying. That There's was obviously like ways to circumvent it. But yeah, one of the deal breakers for us. Yeah, uh, people love the Milwaukee, or they did. I don't really follow tools as much as I used to because now everyone just says everything's great. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but I would like to try the Milwaukee. Thing at seven and a quarter that bevels both ways. Mm-hmm. I can't see it being very good for finished stuff, but yeah, sometimes just, you just got to make a square cut, you know. There's something about Milwaukee that I just don't trust for some reason. I don't know. I it's mean, so it's based and, in nothing, but yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's yeah, they're so bulky. And we have the 15 gauge uh, cordless nailer. Yep. And we just have like a, an adapter to take Makita batteries because we uh, have all Makita cordless yeah. stuff. Um, and it works pretty good. We I mean, have the 16 or the 18 gauge mm-hmm. cordless Milwaukee. And the thing's like, a, it's like carrying a bowling ball in your hand, but yeah, it this fires. thing is like, yeah, it, it's like, like holding like a skill saw, yeah. you know, like an actual, like a skill oh, 77 yeah. or whatever. It's, it weighs it, it like fires, 15 though. pounds. Yeah. All I care about yeah. is it firing. I used to have a Porter cable when they first came out, mm-hmm. the cordless one, that thing was heavy too, but it stopped and they used the pinwheel i think is the mechanism that mm. you know how passload uses the gas mm-hmm. they use the pinwheel so yeah so it's just air little, yeah but i like <clears> it i mean it went especially for you know quick install i got a nail on this end panel you know we have the makita well. uh, 23 gauge which everybody uh flames on the internet yep. they say it's terrible the one that i bought years ago it works great never had yeah. an issue with it it'll shoot in the maple into oak i've noticed there's a lot of one tool could be just built better for some mm-hmm. reason. Like it's like everybody yeah. probably bought it at home Depot. I didn't, yeah. mine. Say, I didn't get mine at home yeah. Depot. I bought it from CPO outlets or something. Yeah. Sometimes it depends where you buy it because yep. not all tools are made the same. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that are, that are the same. Yeah, exactly. It's, and we have that Grex GC 1850, 18 gauge, yep. yeah, which um, that came I out. I used to use some of those when I worked for the trim company. Yeah. That came out probably 
eight years ago now? Yeah, I was going to say eight, ten years ago. So the first yeah. one that I had, I bought it when it first came out because, like, uh -huh. they announced it, and I was like, oh, man. I was like, this is sweet. I'm like, I'm buying this. I remember it was, like, right around Christmas time. I spent, like, 500 bucks or whatever on that. Yeah. And uh, I had a lot of problems with that. Really? But then I sent it back, and they sent me a new one. No problems. Yeah, I've always had problems with Grex. The 23 gauge is, I think it's the hardest nail gun to find. What do you get? What do you use for just a cordless one? We have uh, in the shop, we have an old Porter cable that only goes up to an inch. <laughs> yeah. But it works, right? Yeah. yeah. I have a Hitachi that goes up to like inch and three eighths yeah. at home. Um, I should just bring the here. It's just sit in my garage. Um, and that, that always worked pretty good. I have a Senko. I think it shoots up to like two inch pins. Yeah. But. We really don't use the pin nailer. No. I we, hate I hate pin nailers. Yeah. It's it's not great, but there's times, especially when I was doing a lot of trim, you need it, you know. We use a twenty one gauge when I was in the when I did trim a lot. Mm -hmm. And Kadex used to make their old model. I think I found it on Amazon when there were five left. And I got one. It's not the they made like a new model and it's way worse. But that thing shoots well. Yeah. It's it's a good gun. I've been interested in those. Everlast. I remember when they first came around. They got. Yeah, they, I don't know the brand. Yeah, they uh, they were. I think they might have been the first people to come out with a twenty one gauge, um, but they kind of felt you know they fell out of uh, notoriety or whatever. I guess so. Like a Taiwanese brand. Yeah, I've heard that the ones in Japan are, are sweet, uh, like the Makitas that you can buy over there because you oh, don't have yeah. to use a lot of the safety. We always, I don't know what you guys do, but we always. <laughs> You know, find a way to bypass the safe. Like our guns, if you just shoot the nail, it comes the out. Right. Yeah. Oh, the K-Packs. Oh, that yeah. That's so stupid. That top. Yeah. The first thing I did was tape that. And then the, I don't know about the other K-Packs, but this has like a thumb thing on the, tr you know, you have yeah. the top thing and then yep. the trigger. There's like a thumb thing. Yep. I ripped it out with pliers. Yeah, we ripped it, like, it off. And we shimmed the blade too, which is not. That I don't. I, um, I like a, having a blade guard on a miter saw. The problem, when I went to the company, all their blades were shimmed. and. I think it's, I actually think it's safer if you learn how to cut with it on like that, but it's not worth the investment of, like, if we have a new guy, I'm like, you got to put the blade down, you know? Yeah. It's just like one momentary lapse of concentration yeah. could be bad. Whereas yeah. if the blade guard was there, you'd yeah. probably be all right. I haven't cut with the blade guard in, it's got to be like five, six years now. <laughs> to, like, Remember that saw uh, at Alvarino? I was going to say that. Yeah. So we used to, when we were working for the old shop, we worked with this commercial, um, uh, like GC, we, you know, we were doing cabinet work for him. And so he had his crew quote unquote. So there's just basically this one guy, the PM, and he had this Ryobi 12 inch chop saw with yeah. no guard. Like it wasn't even pinned back. It was just None. gone, but it, it also opened up <laughs> yeah, like, like way 180, oh, like, yeah. like a full 90 degrees. So it just had this 12 inch blade that was just, and it was always on the floor. Yeah. Oh, so it was just like yeah. right at like, uh, you know, stomach <laughs> yeah. height where yeah. it would just like disemboweled. You. Like you ever see those battle bots? Yeah. 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 That's, what like that. That's exactly what came to mind. Yeah. I love watching that show. Yeah. It's, I wish they would just cut out so much of the, yeah. They would just show them actually battling the oh, bots, yeah. but now it's like, like so that's why I have to record TV. it. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. go straight to the, to yeah, the Discovery. Fight. I love following those. Jamie guys. likes that. He, Hunter likes to watch it with him. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you guys get into this? Uh, well, I heard you were a chef. I want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started in the restaurant industry too. Like I yeah. was, you know, I was like a waiter, bartender. I did like some little bit of management and then, uh, 
Sandy hit and the place I was working was mm-hmm. like totally destroyed basically. So I just picked up like part-time work back yeah. in 2012 and then yeah. that was it. It was like. And were you like green? Did you like. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I had never picked up a hammer. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I had a, a similar, similarly green entrance yeah. into it. Just, you know, I was a chef as I told you. And uh, then I thought I got to do something. I'm, I'm getting old. I got to, yeah. I need insurance. I need all these things. So it's hard to work in the kitchen, right? I've heard it, it can be. I yeah. mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I always felt it's so similar to carpentry. It, just, there's a lot of parallels. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. I've always was like, if I came back in another life, I would love to be a chef. Yeah. You know, so but, I taught high school and then yeah. I, I moved out to New Jersey and was just waiting for my, you know, my, a job to turn up. And uh, I just started doing, you know, little projects. And I thought, uh, you know, maybe I could do this while yeah. I'm waiting for a real job to happen. And yeah. You know, I just learned by, uh, you know, watching New Yankee Workshop and yeah, making like uh, more mistakes than, oh, yeah. you know, because <laughs> yeah. this is all pre-internet, you yeah. know, so, um, you know, a couple of library books here and there and yep. try and expand your repertoire each job and yeah. next thing you know. Yeah, the first, I guess, carpenter job, I, I dropped out of college just because I got more into the nitty gritty of finance. And I was like, I, I can't imagine myself doing this my whole life. This is terrible. Yeah. Some people are inside folks, you know, like yeah. I, I, I tried working behind a desk and yeah. it, it didn't suit me. And I wanted to do, I was just like, let me try carpentry. And my mom's like, you're not going to like it. And I was like, all right. And I, you know, I called the local guy that my parents use and he didn't have any uh, availability. I always loved the ocean and boats. So I actually got a job right around here in Belmar, mm, but oh the guy wow. had bought water. So we were building docks. And I remember the one, the one of the first days the guy was like, organize the two by fours, you know, separate them. And I was like, I'm so great. I mean, I don't even, my, I remember the day before my dad taught me like, all right, here's how you cut with this. My dad's pretty, he's not very handy, but he knows at least how to use compared to, you know, kids, I guess he's pretty handy, I guess taught me how to use like a skill saw a hammer and a nail. And I'm, granted, I'm like 22. This isn't like, I'm like five years old. And he's like, all right, organize the two by fours, the five quarter. And I'm like, I just froze. I'm like, I don't know what, what any of this is. This is just wood to me. Yeah. But we were building the docks and I was like, man, I love this. And this is so much better. Like I felt accomplished at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I remember I got home. I was, I've never been that tired in my life and I'd done landscaping, but like I was using my brain a little bit more compared to when I was just weed whacking. And, uh, like a month later, the guy that I originally reached out to called me back. and was like, I got a lot of work. If you want to come work for me, I was like, all right. And, uh, fate. Yeah. Yeah. Fate. And, uh, had a real, a lot of couple of really good mentors in terms of, you know, carpentry and more cap. You know, I didn't really do that much cabinetry till I opened my own business because just more people, you know, can you build me a bookcase? Like, yeah, I could do that. And then, oh, can you build me a kitchen? You know, a couple of years later. And it's like, well, which is why I wish sometimes I worked for, just because I think I can build anything, but like so many people just know faster ways and more <laughs> efficient ways to do it. Like when I came back here, we only use the hay full of legs now. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I ever made a cabinet. They're so good. They're, it's just, it's so much better, so much faster. You use less plywood. Mm-hmm. 
and you can go up and down. Like being able to go down is so important on yeah. that stall, you know. And you were just like, I'm not going to take the cabinet out and scribe the bottom of it, oh, you know. God, like, yeah. that's, that's and you could change out the legs, you know. If you really need to, you could put that shorter leg on there. You know, sometimes you get into these houses and the floor is totally jacked. Yeah, especially like in the city. You know, I worked worked a did a closet install in the city in the old shop and on six feet, the floor was out an inch and a half. Like, oh yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Even at, uh, at Opal, that short run of shallow cabinets, it's like an inch and a half difference from one side to oh the other. God, it's like less than, yeah, that's like it's, six feet. It is. I, Cause when I took the notes and I, I brought them back and I was cutting the toe, I was like, is this right? Cause it was like, God. it was such yeah. a dramatic thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, is this is what I wrote down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We use the uh, a lot of times we use the one of their smaller ones, but we just if we need to build it down, we'll just put a you know four by four block of yep. whatever you know maybe two three quarters an inch half inch. They make them up to like eight, uh, eight inches. We use yeah. them on these banquettes that we built. Yeah, we use seven inch one or you know something ones really big for this job that we're on now. They're the pretty strong. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like you can stand up a pantry cabinet onto the legs and they won't break. Oh, off. we've broken a lot of them. But the Hayflow ones. Yeah. Really? I mean, granted, these cabinets were like 10 feet tall. Yeah. And one of the thing, one of the things that I the only thing I don't care for is they don't inch and a quarter is not long enough to screw an inch and five eighths is too long <laughs> yeah, to we, screw them we in. Use inch and, a half. and we don't really I never really have inch and a half. Well, now I do because of the Hayflow legs, right. but we didn't have inch and a half legs. But now we have, I mean, inch and a half screws, but now we use, we stock inch and a half for just that purpose, really. An only. inch and a half, like if you overdrive, the oh, screw, yeah, it'll, you're, it's, it's going to so you yeah, got to yeah. be like right on. Yeah. yeah. And the plastic is, you know, on the plates, it's Soft. like, it will, you will overdrive it. And actually on an island, we just sent, you know, someone else was installing. It was like, what do you think if I just drill instead of putting the blocking on the floor? He just screwed the legs into the ground. The turning part, things not moving, you know? Mm. And I was like, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then you just sit it on top. Yeah, you use like a little washer on top of the... No, no, like the, the legs were on the cabinet already. Right. And, you know, the turn, you know, the part that turns on the bottom, he got it all, you know, level, square, plumb, whatever. And then just oh, took like a wash, you know, to the yeah, ground. just fasten that leg oh, to the ground. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's a much easier process than screwing some two-by-fours yeah, to the ground, yeah, you know? Yeah. I was like, that's that's a great idea. Yeah. Huh. You could even do it in tile. I get, well, if you could get the drill bit back. Yeah. There, but. You might have to do it before. Yeah. But I hate screwing into tile. It's brutal. Yeah. I don't, I just don't like screwing into anything that I don't know what's behind there. That's yeah. another reason I hate installs. It's like, oh, yeah. The day is going to come where you hit something inside the wall. It doesn't yeah. matter how careful you yeah. are. Like, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. It's happened to everybody. I've hit a few things. Nothing like, uh, I was in a house once and we were, some kid was making like a cover for where all the baseboard heater, you know, the ba I mean, not the baseboard, the uh, floor heat comes through. Oh yeah. And he's making a, a box for it and he's putting little nailers in so it can just be screwed in, removed, puts a two and a half inch nail through the floor under, you know, it's in a beautiful house in Franklin Lakes and underneath there's a walnut inlaid floor and water is just pouring oh. through the ceiling. Oh my god! That's why yeah. we have insurance. Yep. Yeah, it's it's so easy to just take your mind off something and just nail it. You know, pocket doors are always mm -hmm. you shoot a two inch nail through there. And yep. the door gets stuck. <clears throat> yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy. So, what do you got on the bench over there in uh, 
Um, we're working on a bunch of projects for a house in Hallworth. Um, I think we had talked about that. Um, Is that that's the one that we bid too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I comically <laughs> undercut us. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was so long ago. That I uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, no, that one's in there. Um, I got like eight projects left before I go. Or eight units. There's like three projects. A couple of them have a different couple of different units. Before I, I'm hoping to start over there end of January, mm-hmm. a new job, and uh, really looking forward to that. Getting a so you're closing up your shop and going to work. Are you going to be a partner or are you just an employee? No, just an employee. Yeah, so you're yeah. going to be like the the shop foreman, basically. Shop foreman, yeah. yeah. My foreman's coming with me. Nice. Um, so just continuing what we're doing now, but over there, get a much more steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, Less stress. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I'm always the guy that's going to yeah. be waking up in the middle of the night. I was going to say, about yeah. if you, it makes you, you good stress, you stress. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, you know, I've been in that spot where I was waking up in the middle of the night and compared to that, you know, if that's a 10, owning your own business is like 100,000, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I got to make payroll. I got to get this guy, you know, mm-hmm. at least over there. I know I'm getting my, and I don't mind working, you know, you guys work. 70 hours a week you know i work sometimes yeah yeah i said to you i worked 3 30 in the morning the other day it was just sometimes you just got to get it done you know and yeah yeah like you know client doesn't care yeah they don't no. care what it takes no, for you exactly. to get it done yeah. they just want they just want it done yeah. and the problem is like you know i could be like well fuck the client but there's another client and another two clients another three clients down yeah. the line that are going to get screwed so yep. you can't screw all these people it's like yeah. you just got to buckle down and get it out it's like you know it is what it is it's yeah it's the nature of the business yeah it and, is you know, deadlines sure. are part of it yeah and i like i don't mind doing that if i'm making a decent amount of money but i'm paying myself like a couple hundred dollars a week you know like i'm i'm literally like a slave labor you know like oh uh, yeah you're preaching you, the choir. yeah i wouldn't be able to do like this is it wouldn't be legal if i didn't own this business you yeah. know yeah everybody thinks it's it's oh that's the know, word like candy canes yeah and people roses. just instantly think you're the owner and you're making like so much money and or you, yeah, you got to do some time material, and you're like, oh yeah, it's you know this much an hour, and they think you're making that an hour. Yeah, it's like, no, no not, not even, even like close. a fraction of that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just the shop. I'm sure your guys is paying a lot. You know, yeah, the overhead's pretty. Yeah, pretty devastating. You so know, how gotta, far out are you guys? Uh, right now, not very. We've never been like really that far out. I think yeah. at, the, at the most we were like six months out at one yeah. point. Uh, and but do that, you think that's from giving? correct prices because sometimes i just i'll be like like four months ago i sent out 10 bids and like 12 of them came back yes. like it, and it was just they're like yeah we'll do it and we're gonna add on this other stuff yeah too. exactly and i just must have underbid but we're always faced with the challenge of oh man we're especially once we got the new shop where we're just taking on a bunch of new bigger projects that mm-hmm. are taking longer than we think but why do you think you're, do you think you price correctly? I think, um, you know, since moving, we're still getting like a, a foothold on, uh, you know, like when we left the other shop, that's when we were the furthest out, mm-hmm. you know, and there's only so much work that you can do in a shop that size. So it's, yeah. you know, it's easy to get six months out in a small shop because you can only do one job at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now we were here 
And it's like, at one point we were, we had like 12 jobs yeah. running at once. Um, but just because we can take on more work now, it's like, now we're back to where like, we're not as far out. Mm-hmm. But I think eventually, you know, it'll get there. But and what's your guys' work process? Do you each have your own project? You're working on one together. Um, it kind of. I mean, it works out. I think kind of yeah. a lot like that, where it's like one person takes ownership mm-hmm. of one job, and yeah. then you guys I mean, are both owners, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but we'll do specific tasks. Like I'll break down the lumber a lot. Jeff yeah. does a lot of the drawing. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, you know, he's doing all the finishing. I try to do all the prep work. Uh huh. That's so, good. You, you guys know. have a good system. Yeah, it's good it to car- compartmentalize. How long you guys work together? It's been four years in September. Okay. We, we worked yeah. together before that, too, yeah. for yeah, like, what, a year and a half? Yeah. yeah, it's real important knowing, you know, my foreman and I work together for the same amount of time, but I know what he's really good at. He knows what I'm better at. Yeah. Like, yeah, like if something comes yeah. in and it's like, okay, we're going to need all these parts, well, then I already are in my head. I'm going to go break down the lumber. I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it helps. Yeah, there's, it's just, you know, you get into a pace of, a you know, a, a system of a job and it's like, mm-hmm. you just want to repeat, you know, these things. That's yeah. like with the boxes, you know, it's like, so we do those salt boxes there behind you. I think we might've been, I don't know if we were doing them last time you were here, but. I think you were just getting the laser. Okay. You just had gotten it, I think. Yeah, now it's yeah. going back. Um, you just got it for that. They lent it to you, I guess? Well, they, no. So they sent us that and we were supposed to like make, you know, a bunch of Instagram posts, YouTube videos, and and the thing never worked. It's a piece of junk. So it's going (laughs) to some poor sap in South Dakota or something today. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going back to China, like (laughs) to the company, but I actually, I messaged the guy because they sent me like the bill of lading and I saw the guy's name and Mm -hmm. actually we had talked on Instagram before and I was like, it looks like we're sending you a laser today. Um, But yeah, so like, we've done that now three times and there's all these steps, you know, and it's like what we did in the beginning, we're just sticking with that because mm-hmm. I learned how to do this one thing and he learned how to do this one thing. Why are we going to now mix it up? And now yeah. he's got to learn what I did and I got to learn what he did. It's yeah, not exactly, worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. You uh-huh. know, how many of those did you guys make a lot, right? We made a thousand the first time then we made 500 and we just made, 650. Yeah. Wow. And there was extras on, on all those two. Yeah. So, um, been like, we probably made like 2300 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You learn. Yeah. It's good. You know, your, your part and your part. Yeah. Cause that'll, that'll really shorten the time down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good for you mentally too. So you can gauge what's going on. Yeah. yeah. You guys got any cool projects in the work or you just um, pumping out? What do you guys mainly do? Because you're like furniture and yeah, cab- we've been cabinets, doing like right? a bunch of like commercial stuff mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. Um, like show like reception desks or no, like more just like a, like we're doing a salon build out. Uh-huh. We, we're doing a coffee place, like a banquet, and some mm-hmm. other stuff for that. Like all melamine, high yeah. pressure laminate kind of stuff. You like working with that stuff? Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. You know, it's like anything. Um, you know, I don't want to do that exclusively all only that uh-huh. like it's nice to do that because it's easy and, and there's no finishing yeah and, that's that's one thing i love about but then it. if you yeah. do that for the whole year it's like you're gonna get sick of it so now we got yeah, this yeah. white oak job it's got a lot of you know yeah. there's a couple hundred board feet of white oak in that so it's nice to do both. how thick were those white oak doors one inch yeah yeah they look super beefy like even yeah. more than one inch for some reason the that's proportions on all yeah. that actually i'll pull up the uh 
drawing so you can see what. What, what do you use to draw? This is Fusion 360. I've heard of it. Uh, so we're working on, we got this in the shop right now, a little window seeds, white oak. Oh, that's nice. White oak oh, that's all white oak? Yeah, the top, yeah. and then this is oh, okay. this will all be painted. Um, you know, maple face frame, uh -huh. double refined MDF doors. This is the commercial, like, little bar thing, and the banquette. It's like a 24-foot-long banquette. And that's um, all melamine? Yeah. Okay. It's um, an Edgar pattern. Is it hinged? Nope. It's just going to be. Just, yeah. I hate those, like. I know. There's just no, <laughs> I have never found, like, a. We just use cabinet door hinges. So do I. You know, just put a little return down. Yep, that's and exactly what we do. That's it. But I still don't like it. Yeah. It's just a. Because there's a lot of weight, you know. There's so much weight. Sitting yeah. on a hinge. There's a lot of. Remember that big oak bench we built? This thing. That's nice. Yeah. This, what are you doing for the top? Uh, this is, I don't even know what the hell these clients, they're, you know, they don't have a budget yeah. and they, you know. Uh, they only respond to emails like every 10 days. I know. The so this project's going nowhere. Yeah. But yeah, so this is what we're working on right now. Oh, that's so crazy. really beefy proportions. Yeah. It's, it's six cabinets altogether. And how are you going to, you're just going to, because I think I saw the doors, but they don't have that. Yeah, not know. yet. So the this is What's just. What's for those? I think it was this cabinet. Yeah. So these are just one inch by quarter inch. Uh -huh. And I'm thinking probably do a half lap right here. Okay. Um, just because it's going to be easier than trying to put this in and cut this and yep, cut this yep. and cut this because that, you know, you're bound to not have yeah, nice, exactly, tight, yeah. nice tight fitting there. And oh, these are really will, nice. Yeah. I didn't draw the insides, but these will all be on wheels. Uh -huh. And this is, this is like covering up a AC thing. Okay. So there's these two HVAC units. Uh -huh. Um, because the lady like can't really get to the window with the cabinets there. Mm -hmm. So she wants to be able to just like pull them out. That's really nice. who now you design this for them? Yeah, yeah. Charge for that? Not enough. Not really <laughs> like directly, but and then we got this yeah. mirror wall that goes it's actually it's actually on this side, but I just drew it this way. Yeah. Um this is all just white oak. She has these mirrors there already. She just wants something to go on top. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Now like when you build something like this, is that hit the wall on the right and left side? I made it so that they don't. Okay. So I left like an inch here, figuring yeah. that, or whatever, inch and a quarter, so I got like a three-quarter overhang on the stone, made these different heights so that they don't interfere with each other here. Oh, that's you right, know, because that, wheels. Yeah, the yeah. stone is never yeah. going to be yeah. Everything's got to, everything's yeah. got to be, well, that helped, you know. Yeah. Because so I'm sure thinking that, for the install, like, you know. Oh. No, they're just going to, yeah. they're not even going to be fixed anything. Well, unless, uh, yeah. Yeah. They are. They're going to be screwed to the wall because there's ST8 on it. How do you like uh, Fusion? I only have experience in SketchUp and Mosaic. Yeah, oh, we yeah. have Mosaic. Yeah. Fusion's nice because you can draw, you know, this is another thing. It's like a basement. This is, again, it's all melamine. Yeah. Just because, you know, people, the what budgets. What are you doing in that corner over there? This? Yeah, what's that corner look like? So they wanted this open, which I really didn't want to do. Uh -huh. So I figured this will be dominoes, yep. lamello, something. I run into that issue, too. And then I, I drew these, which have, like, a little bit of a taper to them. Okay. Uh, like, you can see it a little bit better there. So this is just split in half. Uh -huh. And then I figure same thing, like, maybe a domino from here into the back of that and from here into the back of that. Yep. But, you know, it's going to be on the thing, like, 
that the shelves might deflect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is like a, Those this are a long. This is a big span. It's like 50 some odd inches. Okay, screw in from the back. 63. Yeah. So that'll help. It'll that be a three quarter inch yeah. bag. And they're only like 11 and a quarter inches deep, I think. What do you guys do for backs? Applied rabbits? I like applied. Yeah. Yeah. I, it definitely adds more rigidity, but I just, I notice on the installs, like if you got a big bump in the wall, you're so screwed. Yeah. The, you, and you start with one, you know, you start with the wrong cabinet and you realize the bumps, mm-hmm. you can yeah. look a little bit, but, yeah. but, apply, you know, we like, we, we used to do dados, waste of time. Um, then now if we do, and we do the rabbits, which we just set up the dado plate on the dado stack on the saw and run them. We like that. That yeah. works pretty well, but applied is really nice. I just like when I see this, I get worried. Oh man, what's a wall look like? You know? Yeah. So we, that's why we just like cap everything with a friggin' end panel. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's got a panel there and a panel on the inside. And you know, you leave those pretty long. Oh know? yeah. That's nice. You have the edge bander because some other yeah. bullshit that we're, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. We got that edge bander, and yeah. it opened up. You got to put it to work. You know, yeah, pay, I mean, it's got to pay yeah, for itself. It's, you know, and- it's got to make 1300 bucks a month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It will. You just got to get the jobs, right? Yeah. Right. And you can't yeah. get the jobs without the edge bander, so. Yeah. It's, it's, we it's, got a little moxie. Yeah. That just, you know, it applies it, but it doesn't cut it. And we use the festool. <laughs> Yeah, it's MFK. A, yeah, yeah, it's just such a time. Cons- I mean, it comes out all right, but it's just. We had the Moxiwa Flex, CBC Flex. It's like the small edge bander. Yeah. That, you know, it comes with like this little table that you sit it in. Uh-huh. But we had we had a lot of issues with it. Ours <laughs> works well. Yeah. And we have our sliders, Moxiwa. Mm-hmm. And that works. I mean, it's. You can't expect it to work like an Altendorf or, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's. It's $10,000. Yeah. Expectations I mean, or yeah. everything. It cuts within a 30 second a square for a big sheet, you know, like yeah, it and, works. You know, you know? We wow. worked in shops where no cabinet left the shop square. Oh, know? yeah. You, but you make it work on site. Yeah. You know? yeah. Especially with overlay. It doesn't really. Yeah. It doesn't really. Yeah. I hate overlay cabinets. You guys like them or? Um, I've always had issues with those. They've grown on me. They're, they're growing on me. Yeah. I think like, a, you know, we just did a nice walnut vanity and it was all overlay. And it looks maybe even nicer than an inset one. It all depends on the yeah. design and, uh-huh. you know, cause there's that way to do it where it's just covering up openings yeah, and then there's looks, a way to make it, it look. It looks inset yeah. and it's easier to build an inset, but just always with things not being square or, you know, the plywood, especially we got a deep overlay cabinet, you know, 24 inch rip and then your plywood is mm-hmm. how you fixing that, you know, it's just, I always liked, you know, we learned on face frames and I'm, I'm old school like that where I love the, the face frame, but. That's how I learned as well. Yeah. It took me a while to wrap my head. I know it was funny because everybody um, said. Yeah, it's so much overlays easier. Overlay's yeah. easier, easier. Yeah. And I, I was like trying yeah, to do this do math do in over, my yeah, head. Especially uppers where there's no, you know, uppers where there's no. What am I trying to say here? There's no underneath cabinet. So if you have like a, mm-hmm. a kitchen upper, mm-hmm. like the uppers, you got to like split the atom to get like a decent transition on the bottom. You yeah. got to add the piece. Oh. You got to yeah make the bottom full. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or edge band the bottoms or the sides. Yep. How they're going <clears> to, <throat> we always just put a, you know, if our, 
let's just say we want a 32 inch door. We'll make the cabinet 31 and a half or 31. And then we put a one inch just piece on the bottom. Like a light rail kind of a thing. A light rail. Yeah. yeah. The door covers it. Okay. So the door will be, you know, 30 and three quarters for the gaps. And then underneath that, we'll put a, a scab just to mm-hmm. cover the joinery or whatever is under there. But still, it's just then the end panel has to go down. It's just such a nightmare. I, I like trying to sell face frame. Mm-hmm. It's a little more work, but. It's another situation for us where it's like people just don't want to pay. You know? No. Yeah. They want a look. They don't care if it's inset or if it's overlay, but they want. They don't even know the difference. They want this look for this price. It's like, well, here's yeah, what you yeah, get. Yeah. <laughs> here's what you can afford with that budget. The drawer box was our first big pill to swallow. Well, you buy them. Or well, we were making them, yeah. Dovetailed? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Three-quarter inch hard maple moly. through dovetail. Hand cut or you use No, any? using a router jig. Yeah. You know, the... Um, what? Keller. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which, work, did it work well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It made beautiful drawers and we were, yeah. like, not using glue-ups. <laughs> yeah. You know, using full <laughs> clear sides. Oh, and, man. People, they don't care if it's finger-jointed. <laughs> No, Birch. <laughs> but edge band, the sides, pocket screws. Yeah, we were like, this is a drawer box. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like the drawer box manufacturers would tell us, people don't care, and we were like, no, they do, they yeah, do. Yeah. And then, we, then of course, come how much were you spending don't. on each time on the drawer box? You know, I mean, it had yeah. to charge the client like you know upwards of like five hundred bucks a drawer. Yeah, like, holy moly! Yeah, I could yeah. do like twenty boxes yeah. in about a week. Yeah. I you remember because like I start was, to finish yeah. milling it, finished, uh, you know, sanded, you know, and and that's a lot. You know, I remember I was doing some hand, all hand cut, not because I was like pure and cutting them by hand. I just didn't have the jig or anything. Mm-hmm. And each, each side takes like 30, 40, 50 minutes, you know, depending yeah. on, and these are small too. These are like five inch drawer boxes. Mm-hmm. Like this would yeah. take forever. Yeah, cut the the jig is fast. Cutting yeah. the 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 dovetails was probably the fastest part of it. Yeah. But then you have to assemble it. You have to cut the yeah. bottom. You have to you know, and you got to set up for each side. You know, yeah. so if you have a a four inch drawer, an eight inch drawer, a twelve inch drawer, you got everything set up. Set up oh different. yeah, where you guys <laughs> buying them now? <laughs> Or you're uh, still making them. No, we're not making them. <laughs> Either we're from buying them. Hayfla or yeah. uh, NJ Drawers. We use NJ Drawers. Yeah. yeah. They're fast. You get that big, I actually that just, giant dude yeah. comes in with Yeah, them. I love that guy. Yeah. Carries yeah. like 20 boxes yeah. on his yeah. shoulder. I actually went to their shop on Monday oh, or wow. Tuesday. Uh-huh. It was a cool shop there. And it's just like they got, you know, those big racks and they're like four inch drawers, mm-hmm. four inch, five inch, six inch, mm-hmm. all the, you know, stocked ones. They're pretty good and they're yeah. and they're fast. Yep. Um, the Hayfla drawers are nice too, though. Do they yeah. finish the? I know a lot of. I know someone that has a big problem with they don't finish the. The joints, uh, like the like they finish it before assembly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You can. It's, Does Hayfla have it finished? You can. It's the same with NJ drawers. You could pay extra to have it finished after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, depending on the job, is worth it, you know? Yeah. Like, for the Hamptons job, that's what we did, is we had, you know... We, uh, but there's yeah. nothing like cutting dovetails. I love it. It's you're it, getting that, you know, nothing else. It's like carving, you know? nothing. You're just doing that, and mm-hmm. nothing else matters, you at, know? At first, using those drawer boxes, the bought ones, made me feel a little Yeah, you definitely... Than, yeah, we started know? buying our doors a year ago, and that was a tough pill to swallow, but... <laughs> yeah, we started now doing it's like, too. oh, boy. I know uh, you who do you use 
for doors? There's a local guy by me that has a CNC. Okay. Wood tech, and uh, he makes, you know, one piece. Plum Creek is the You got to hit up our boys down at New Doors. New Doors. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They're cheap. This yeah, guy it is, works out to be about twenty dollars a square foot. Yeah, we don't say cheap; we say inexpensive. Inexpensive. Is yeah. he using the good Weyerhaeuser double refined MDF? I don't know. He uses yeah. Plum Creek, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to you have to do anything to the edges before you finish them? Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, new doors. Like you have to like. Well, glue, we always you, you have to like remember, seal them or something. Big, so we have to cut them uh, and then they sand them. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you're getting them from him, you don't have to order them big. Because he's going to see face, to those exact. Yeah, yeah but our face, I can't trust our face rate. Especially, like, <laughs> you got to remember, we're having other people. If I was making every, you know, if I was making every, not even me, you know, like, I can mess up too. But if it's like a 30 <clears> second <throat> off where I screw it in, you know, then I'm, now my openings, what, again, it's all in my head, is a little bit bigger, <laughs> you know. But no, we always order them big and cut them. Oh, man, that seems crazy. Yeah, yeah. then you might as well just. I don't know. I don't. It's guess. still remarkably cheaper. Yeah. I don't know what his stores are pretty inexpensive. Yeah. I should yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Inexpensive. Yeah. We've got a new door. Yeah. I got to check it out. There's one down to your left too. Under the tape. By your left foot. Yeah. So that top one's painted, the bottom one's primed. Do they all come primed, or can you get them raw? Not that it matters, but you could. But they have yeah. a they have a flat line CNC spray system, yeah. so they just yeah. you can't beat that. And you can see the oh, it's on the back of that one. It's new and you. Yeah. yeah. So like there, like you don't have to do anything to the edges or anything. You just prime them, and they're all rounded and everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they come just like that. You can't beat that, no? No. Yeah, so that's $20 a square foot primed. And they'll paint them for you if you want. Yeah? Yeah, whatever custom color you want. Wow, I have to look into this. They're nice, I'm telling you. Yeah. Good guys. Yeah. What do you guys use on the... This is What is this, a 1-8th round over on the side? Um, I always use 16th. I, I think it's... Yeah, it's maybe like a 332nd kind yeah. of... Mm-hmm. Somewhere in between, yeah. Yeah, they run them through like a brush sander to do that. Yeah, yeah. Some of those shops are crazy. They just make one thing. It's mm-hmm. So it's cool to see the uh, the niche machinery that they have just yeah. to do all that stuff. Yeah, and that's why they're so much cheaper than you making them. You know, they just got machines oh, yeah. that do that's everything. Yeah. Strict. And what do they say? Processes. Processes. Yeah. And systems. Yeah. Yeah. Systems. Yeah. No, but that's definitely something I got to start ordering them. The exact size, because and they're like you order them today, like you'll you'll have them. Well, today's Thursday. They're like two days, like you really. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, where yeah. are they based out of? They're down in like uh, West Berlin, Voorhees kind of area. Okay. Um, and they just ship like FedEx, so just show really? up in yeah. They just show up in two days. I'm gonna open an account today then. Yeah. I'll call them. They have the same system as NJ drawers. It's all, like all moxie. Uh huh. So if you're used to like ordering through that, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. I Super do like Andrew's ordering system too. Some yeah. of these other ones I use, like uh, I use a couple like Meridian. Or- Meridian's brutal. It's yeah. like, what do you fill out this form? Yeah. It's like, what do Every you mean? time, I know. And you got to like send a quote. And <laughs> yeah. then they like, then who's, they your, uh, back to you. who's your salesman, Carl? I think so. Yeah. 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 He's Does he bring guy. you baked goods? He's never come to me. Oh, wow. 
yeah. think he was supposed to. I was supposed to set something up. But now that I'm leaving, I'm not even. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a nice guy. Um, yeah. And Katie, Katie was. Katie, yeah. yeah but it's not Katie, Katie anymore. It's now uh, somebody else. I did something with that paper. That must have been recent because yeah. I, was, I was calling her maybe Nicole. a few months ago. Yeah, Nicole yeah. is the new. Yeah, they're like doing some like read. They're shuffling the deck. Just, yeah, something. But with. their ordering system is so confusing. Like to get a shaker door, you got to. Like I said, split the atom. To, yeah. You got to add a profile and subtract. MRP 10 with a <laughs> yeah. 516 edge. Exactly, and I'm like, yeah. can we just get a shaker door, please? Yeah. 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 I love the NJ drawers one. That's all Moxie. Is that, yeah. What, yeah. Is that the program that they use? Yeah. It must be like yeah. the, the e-commerce like uh-huh. host or whatever. Yeah. Those are great. That would be great for new doors. Yeah. Their, their site's good too. Like let's say you're yeah. doing an estimate. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You can, you can plug in all your stuff and oh, get, yeah. and it'll give you the price right up front. That's, That's horrible. Thing with, with Meridian too. Yeah. Gotta, it's like three days. Yeah. It's, they're pretty expensive too. We ordered some yeah. doors from them. They were really nice. The MDF doors. I even looked at them for ordering face frames. You guys ever order <laughs> face frames? No. I looked into it, but that was just, I didn't find it worth it. You know, it wasn't as cheap as I thought it was going to be. And they go together so fast. Yeah. The, the, what takes the most time is milling up inch and a half by whatever material, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I always try to look to see what I could sub out and some things make sense and some things don't. I had a guy that I was like, he was almost like a mentor. He ran like a hundred person shop in, Whoa. Yeah. In Manhattan. It was union. Wow. And this dude's done like $10 million <clears throat> full Hilton's and everything. But that guy, like no, they did everything. sub order face frames, order. And they, but like, it's just such a different scale, you know? Yeah. And they always use poplar, you know, like mm-hmm. I hate poplar. Uh, poplar yeah. paints so bad. Mm. And it's just, just, everything's wrong. Like it's never not. Yeah. I guess you can find a nice piece, but. It's expensive had, too. Like poplar yeah. is like, the same price as maple. Yeah. And I hate maple too, but you ever use beach? No, but I want to. Compressor. Uh, yeah. Beach is good. I know a couple guys. We've never used it, but I know yeah. a couple guys that use that for painting stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. Comes in the same dimension. You can get rough beach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wonder where. Um, yeah, I don't know where they're getting it. Yeah. One guy is up in Massachusetts. The other guy is Justin De Palma down South Jersey. I think. Yeah, I think I follow his Instagram. I don't know where he's getting his lumber yeah. from. Maybe like uh, um, McIlvain or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a mahogany door. I think they painted it. Mahogany's nice too. To it's not that expensive either. What do you guys pay no. for mahogany? Um, I think it's like. What was that African mahogany that you bought recently? That's a little more expensive, right? <laughs> Or Sapele. Yeah, Sapele you pay yeah. like six. Yeah, I think I'm right around there. Yeah. Sipo we've never used, but no. I think that's probably about the same. Yeah. I think the African was a little more because that was yeah. from just like a local place, like maybe that's eight a board foot or something. Yeah. But it was just, it was eight quarter and it was at a local lumber yard. Yeah. I like <laughs> using Maha- or Sapele. It works. And it's like dead flat. Dead yeah. straight. Yeah. You get a stuff. 10 inch wide board that's 16 feet long. Yeah. And it's one pass on the joiner and yeah, it's flat. so... But it will move. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. weird. It's flat, yeah. but then you you face it and uh-huh. and plane it, and then like you come back and it's like got this, <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, we had a piece that would just like it just like kept moving and yeah. it, it it contorted into some wild shape. Yeah, Do you ever just get a board that won't get straight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it's so it's weird. Like why? No matter how many times you run it on a joiner, yeah. it's yeah. just not. 
Yeah. They say like whatever shape the tree was in, like it just wants to yeah, go back to that. So sure. if it was on like a hill or something, uh-huh. it it uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's just like bad a bad piece of lumber that never should have been milled into. Yep. Yeah, but they don't. You know, whatever they don't care. What other woods you guys like working with? For me, cherry is top dog. Cherry, That's the best. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. I've had, I mean, I'm not a finisher, but I always found it hard to get. Like, it always seems blotchy. Yeah, you got to just use the oil. Yeah. And and a lot of times the blotch is, is like figure, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Like it's some chatoyance that just looks, you know, just looks blotchy sometimes. But yeah. Cherry is your favorite. What about you? Cherry. I would go there too. Just... Yeah. I saw you guys did some cherry stuff that was really nice, right? Re- maybe we, like yeah. A year we've ago? we've uh, done a lot of cherry. We yeah. always push cherry. It's so cheap. It is, it's right? It's so cheap. How much is that a board foot? Oh, God. Three bucks. And yeah. 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 Yeah, my one of my guys did a side project with cherry, and it was really cheap. It, and it, you know, it looks so good. Yeah, I'll have to start using more cherry. Yeah. Push it a little more. I like it. Yeah, I I like how it works with other woods too. Like both, yeah, yeah. both like uh, nice maple and walnut. Uh-huh. Yeah, as, as accent woods. Yep. yep. <clears throat> yeah, we're mostly cherry, walnut, <clears throat> white oak. That's the yeah. top three. When I carve, I use a lot of basswood. Yeah. I oh, that, yeah. I wonder how that would be to paint. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's so, it's like, soft. You look, it's yeah, really you look soft. at it, it'll be dented. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun to carve with that stuff. It's so, like, it's the queen of the carving. Mm-hmm. They call it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what? Tupelo is another big one, right? I think... That is the same. It's like very. It's. I think it might be from the same tree. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not sure. They call it something. They call it limewood in England. Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. I've heard that. I never knew that. That's what. But it, I think they're from the same. I don't understand like the, you know, the science behind which yeah, tree yeah. it is. But I think they're like the same tree. And huh. Yeah, because I watch a guy that makes like fishing lures. Oh yeah. And he uses a lot of times. He's using. Do you go fishing a lot. Uh. Not as much as I used to, but yeah, yeah I try to. You're right near the ocean. You yeah. get out there. Yeah. I used to go a lot too. Mm-hmm. I love fishing. Well, when you own a business, it's <clears> like, yeah. well, no my time old for man anything, and though. I got a plant. We're going in hopefully March. But uh, we got some big bluefin out here right now. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to go to the Azores. I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to. He'd be down, but we're looking at flights and it's, it's like. Every layover is like 10 hours, you know. Oh, you can't fly direct. Where do you fly? Spain or? I think all of them go to Portugal. Portugal. Yeah, because it's, it's a Portuguese Closest. island. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to do like uh, Patagonia or something like oh, that. Oh, man. I just went, I mean, I went to Brazil last, or in May. It's it's That's a wild place. It's a cra- It's so beautiful. Like just that earth is so red. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I couldn't under- explain it until you see it, but it's like, there's just something different about it, you know? It's, I never been anywhere even remotely that far away. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how far away it was. I looked at the plane and it was 10 hours. Like, Jesus. It was five hours till we got to Brazil. Brazil's huge. Brazil too. is enormous. Yeah. 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 We flew into Sao Paulo and drove like four hours into the country. It was windy roads and up and down, ears popping all over. And like, you see the ocean every once in a while on your right. It was beautiful. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, in Patagonia, they have these sea-run brown trout that are, like, like yeah. this big. Yeah, I love to go there. I love to see Cape Horn. I've heard that it's, you know, a wild place. And mm-hmm. I love those old sailing stories. You know, that's how you used oh, to get yeah. to the Moby Dick. Yeah, yeah. That's, 
that's like uh but yeah we're gonna we're hopefully we'll go catch maybe we'll just go to florida or something but i used to do a lot more fishing we caught a in bermuda 350 pound blue marlin i'll wow. show you a picture of it. yeah that's big yeah it's the biggest fish i ever caught by far we were on our it was first of all it was like nine years ago the boat was it was me, my mom, my dad, and my brother. We were on a cruise. I went to Bermuda and stopped there for three days. So it was almost like a hotel in Bermuda. Um, and the boat was $2,100, no food. They gave you some drinks. But uh, we caught tons of fish. And on the way in, you know, they're trolling. They got the things out. And all of a sudden, you just see this thing jump out of the water. Mm-hmm. And the guys freak out because they're... They're more excited to catch this fish than we are because they said they can use it for bait for like six months and eat it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they said you can have it, but we were on a cruise. They were like, we can bring it to a local place to eat it. I don't think that many people eat blue marlin anyway. Um, we can have it stuffed for you. We're like, no, you guys can, you know, we just want the experience. And we took turns reeling it in, me, my dad, and my brother. And you can only do it for like a minute or two. Oh, yeah. We were sore for, and only, I mean, it took us like 45 minutes to an hour. But Which we is were pretty short for like, for like yeah, yeah, it's short. Sometimes you go hours and hours. Oh, yeah, man if you were sea. by yourself, yeah. <laughs> I love that book. I'm a bit, I like Hemingway. Um, if you were by yourself, it would take, I mean, even just that fish, I think it would take triple the time because anytime you got tired, you go, all right, you're up, you know? Yeah. And the, but if you were just, just doing run. it by yourself. You end up getting spooled. Yeah. You see it come in and this thing, this, I think it was, the body was like seven feet, but from like tip to tip was eight foot, 11 inches. Wow. It was a monster. Yeah. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. All those billfish are crazy. Yeah. You guys ever catch anything big or? Uh, biggest fish I ever caught was a striper. That was probably those like, are, those get pretty big. Getting close to like the, like 45 pound mm-hmm. mark probably. But I caught a I caught a twelve pound fluke, which is like that's oh, my man. lifetime. Yeah, uh, that's like my mat. best. Yeah, like yeah. literally thirty two right thirty two inches. Yeah, uh, like thirty two inch fluke is freaking huge. That's my. Where that's, were you? Um, so there's a naval pier out here called Earl. Uh-huh. It's a three mile pier that goes out into the Raritan Bay. Yeah, it's we like, used so to go out of Atlantic Highlands. My oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we right talked about there, this. Yeah, yeah. So we were. Um, <clears throat> We were fishing right in front of the pier, and it was actually a tournament day. We weren't in the tournament. We were talking mm-hmm. about going into it. We yeah. caught an eight-pounder that day first. Uh-huh. My buddy's girlfriend caught an eight-pounder. And we go over. My my other buddy was on his uncle's boat, and he's like, oh, he's like, we're over in front of Earl. He's like, people are catching fish over here. So we shot over there, and we're on a drift. Navy boat comes out, gets on the thing. You know, they got 50 caliber machine guns yeah. on the deck and everything. They're like, everybody's got to move 200 yards towards New York. You know, because people were getting too close to the pier. Uh-huh. So we set up on a new drift and it's deep right there. It was probably, we were fishing probably like 60 feet, which is deep for, well, I mean, it depends on where you're fishing, but that's pretty deep because yeah. it's a big channel. Um, and I have like a six ounce cannonball uh-huh. sinker with like one of those big gulp grubs. Like, the, I mean, the bait's like 12 inches yeah. long. And, you know, jigging as you're drifting. And I'm like, oh man, I got bottom. Yeah. Oh and, boy. And, you know, because these big fish, they like suck to the bottom almost yeah. when you hook them and uh, pulled it up and was just like, my mind was blown. <laughs> People are coming up to the boat. They're like, oh, because this tournament was like, yeah. you know, the, the pot was like five grand or yeah, something. Yeah, those are not, those are People no like joke. wanted yeah. to buy, they wanted to like oh, buy really? the fish. Yeah. 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 
Those are no, they're, you know, those tournaments are serious. But I, some people hate fluking. I love it. You just put it in on the bottom. Yeah, it's know, fun. Lift it up and down. That's fishing. I mean, yeah. you're just getting out there. Yeah. yeah. I never caught a fish. No? No. We got to get you out. I've, I've been fishing. Yeah. <laughs> we, went up, we go up to uh, Pulaski, New York uh-huh. on the Salmon River. Yeah. So we went up the last two Aprils for Steelhead. Uh-huh. Um, that's a lot of fun. That's a cool place. What is that? Uh, so it's like an hour north of Syracuse. It's one of the Lake Ontario tributaries. So What's it's a, Steelhead? Just Steelhead is like, uh, um, they're originally from the West Coast. They're like sea run rainbows. Okay. So these don't go into the ocean. They go I into Lake you. Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they get big, like 20, uh, 20 pounds. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so much fun. Just It's I'm nice excited. up there. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, I, I, I look at fishing the same way I looked at golf. Yeah. You know, you just, you're out in nature yeah. and, you know, if you, if I cat a fish, yeah. you know, that would be a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> you guys golf at all? No. no. Me neither. No. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've gone out with friends, you know, yeah. and, but you you can't, you know, you, you're a drag if you don't know how to play. Yeah, and, you you're know, just holding people behind. Yeah. So, so nobody wants to take you, but I used to just love going out the few times I yeah. did. You know, you're in the cart. It's, yeah. you know, you're having a good day. It's warm. You drink a beer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then they get mad if you get like a lucky shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always said it's like, uh, going to the casino and playing blackjack. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, if you don't know what you're doing, like people are just oh, going to be mad at you. Yeah. People scream at you. Oh yeah. 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 yeah stay. Like, so. dude, we're at the $5 table. If you're yeah. so serious, go over there. Like yeah. this is where I'm supposed to be playing because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, um, you just try and be unobtrusive, you know, like yeah, if, yeah. like when I'm fishing, you know, I try to, you know, uh, not to like screw up any like fishermen's Create yeah. cross over somebody's line, you know, and especially thing. it's, you know, we're up there fly fishing, which is, Oh yeah. I never uh, tried that. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, heard uh, it's, it's hard. Like people get hooked on it. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't catch, we go up there, we don't catch any fish, but like if I had spinning gear, I'd probably catch a fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like to try it. And you'll see people catch it like that one guy was, he caught like 10 fish. Yeah. And, you know, river fishing, like, you got to know the river. You know, you yeah. got to read the river. We need a guide next time. Yeah. It's expensive. But. My old man goes up to, like, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. And they take, like, puddle jumpers up to a place that's got no cell service. It's only open three months of the year. It's It's so expensive. And you get, like, an indigenous person as your guide. And they know the they're catching like 40, 50 fish a day. What, like these, pike? Pike and maybe some walleye. walleye maybe. Yeah. yeah. They're huge, like yeah. 50. And he's got a couple pictures, you know. And he says just you drop it in, you catch them all day long. Walleye are weird looking. Yeah. With that like weird eye. I think it's have. mainly pike. Yeah. But uh, he loves it. He goes like, he tries to go every year. Yeah. Pike are crazy. Yeah. Like a freshwater barracuda. Yeah. Did Eric go to Patagonia? Who's Eric? Uh, uh, you know, the, the mud room, mud room, Eric. Oh, uh, well, was that just that one guy up in North Jersey where we did that basement? Yeah, he did. Uh, Eric went fly fishing somewhere else in, in the U S like Wyoming or something. Yeah. I remember he, he went somewhere. Yeah. He and his wife went remote. Maybe Idaho. I forget. Yeah. Actually, I, I'll have to get the video for you, but, uh, because my foreman is the one, he married a Brazilian woman. and mm-hmm. They had a wedding here and down in Brazil, and we went. But afterwards, they went to 
you know, somewhere like not in the Amazon jungle because it's, we were like, oh, how far is the Amazon jungle? It's like 15 hours away from where we were. Wow. But uh, <laughs> they went somewhere like in a jungle and he found a guy that was a wood carver in the shop there. And they're like, these guys are working with like, they're making beautiful things with like nothing. These guys yeah. have like a few yeah. chisels. No shoes. Yeah. And he's got like, he was carving the last supper and it was beautiful. He showed me the picture. And they went to a town that literally looks like it's in Germany. Oh yeah. And it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. It's like, it's, it's like German Belgium architecture. Yeah. And I've seen that never, stuff on TV. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe when he sent that to us. Yeah. There was a big exodus in uh, yeah, the forties to South yeah. America. After the war. Right. Mm-hmm. Even probably a lot of people the, before the war. Yeah. yeah. During, before, <laughs> after. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of Nazi stuff down there too. Yeah. 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 Well, there was like a big, there was a push the Nazis were pushing to have like an invasion of the U S through yeah. South yeah. and Central America. Uh-huh. Fourth Reich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it Argentina? Was that the Argentina? Big... I think it's a big one. Yeah. That's where a lot of people claim that Hitler escaped yeah, to Argentina. Yeah. They had all those TV shows show. on yeah. it. Yeah. Finding Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> it's made for TV. It's like Oak Island. Next yeah. week, oh, we're going to find Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Next oh, week, God. we're going to find that treasure. That's another thing. After this commercial break. With. Yeah. He's Oak Island. Oh, they're going to find something this year. Yeah. It's the same thing with wrestling. I had to it's stop just, watching. I watched a couple seasons of Oak Island. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This I is like a toxic the, relationship. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool to see like the process of how they look for treasure. Yeah. Because. But you could condense. Well, let's say there's 10 seasons. You could oh. condense it all down to like three episodes. Yeah. yeah. It could be like a, like a made for TV or like a mini series, you know? Yep. But no, they're just milking that. Yeah, so people, I tape it yeah. and I'll, I'll watch it like on Saturday or something uh, and fast forward through it. The thing that I constantly think of is this thing must be like a real cash cow because it must be. Yeah, the technology and stuff that they've brought in. Yeah, it's it, crazy. And and the machinery is it's massive. Like yeah. it's, oh, it's yeah. got to be millions of dollars, millions. And, and just to pay all those people to be there, you <clears throat> yeah. know, they must be making millions and millions on that thing. Yeah. Like they could have found the treasure and it still wouldn't be as worth as much as the TV show. They probably were just like, put that treasure off to the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like keep season going. 20. Yeah, they might have found it. We don't They're like, it's here, but we're going to dig yeah, over yeah. here. <laughs> that, like, now that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. God. I like watching those ones in Florida. My parents used to have a house like in one of the Keys. And I don't know if you know anything about the keys, but there's like a famous treasure hunter over there that found part of the Atosha maybe. Hmm. And uh, my mom's got a coin from it. Wow. And it was one of her friends was like the photographer on one of the boat, you know, cause they mm-hmm. knew people down there, but. Apparently those Lagina guys like found a shipwreck in Florida recently. And then like the gov- the Florida government like seized it from them. They oh, were like, that's a, they're that's like, a yeah, no, they're like, that's our, uh, yeah, that's yeah. our treasure now. Yeah. That's a whole other can of worms. I know if you find it, it's like 10 years. If you can, you got a battle in court. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always wondered like what happens when you like find it and then so you lay in a claim, but it's out in the middle of the ocean. Uh How how can you monitor who's going out there? And Uh, once the state government knows about it, they're probably watching you. Oh yeah. They want that true. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like if you find like a big envelope of money on the street, like, they're not gonna let you keep that. No, no. Yeah, if you yeah, tell yeah. the police that you found an envelope with fifty thousand dollars in it, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we're gonna hold on to that for yeah, you. We'll, take that from we'll you. try and find whose that is." Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that stuff's cool. One day when I retire, I'd love to 
You ever see those videos of the guys with the, oh, the metal, metal detectors? detectors? Yeah, oh, I get yeah. sucked into those. My wife showed me those, and I'm just like, so scroll, we're, scroll, scroll. We're building some cabinets for the historical society in, in this town, Kingsburg. Oh, yeah? And yeah. Um, the president, Kevin, is a big metal detector guy. Really? And yeah. right out here, you know, he's found Spanish, uh, what are they called, galleons? No, galleon is a ship. Uh, yeah. Doubloon? Mm, no, I was going to say Doubloon, but it's something there's else. A, there's a cool name for it. I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, oh, what the hell are they those? Piece of something or? Gold. What, like a piece of A? Spanish coin. That's what it was in Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, what are Spanish gold coins called? Um, maybe just Doubloon. I don't know. I thought there was a name for it. Escudo is what this is. But he's found, you know, Spanish coins, uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, Henry Hudson came. Yeah. Apparently he like landed here. Um, Cause uh, what do they call this? Half moon Bay or something. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, that's half California. Moon was, uh, half moon was the name of the ship. Henry Hudson's ship, I think was half moon. But yeah, he landed here. What are you guys making for them? These two display cabinets that they're oh, going to yeah. display. Yeah. Glass, you know, like old, yeah. kind of old-fashioned-y. The oh, yeah, cool. white oak with like yeah. this like shellac kind of colored. Yeah. Yeah, like a real orangey. I heard those jobs don't pay that well. Is that true? Or- <laughs> yeah, no, we're yeah. doing it for like a song. It's a favor. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, so yeah, like when you're done, like you sign this thing, then the town will pay you. I'm like, mm, that's not how this is going to yeah, work. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm not just building this on. Yeah. They're like, well, that's, back, yeah. That's how they do it for everybody. I'm like, not us. Yeah, like, yeah. you can find somebody else to build these. Yeah. You know, we're we're already doing you a favor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I took a carving class and the guy said, like, churches are the worst. With the- You guys no, work for a church, right? Churches got money. Yeah. Because it depends yeah. on the church. Yeah. You guys did some work for a church. A right? That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We did like upwards of like $100,000 in that one church. Wow. Yeah. yeah. My best, one of my best childhood friends, a priest. And he always says, oh, once I get a little higher in the church, we're going to. Is it a Catholic church? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got, they got yeah. dough. It's because yeah. it's the donors. Yeah. 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 They can't get it from the diocese. Uh-huh. Like the diocese has control of the purse springs. Yeah. It all amounts to the, to the local church and, uh-huh. and who attends and who it's supports. It's a very wealthy local church too. I there think. you go. I mean, he's going to get moved, but eventually. But yeah, it's like, oh, we need this altar rail. And then they've, you know, they're like, hey, uh, you know, hey, Brian. Bon yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or whoever. They're like, we, you know, we need like 25 grand for this. Yeah. Did you guys ever uh, carve anything over there? Or was it? We had some stuff CNC'd. Yeah. Like these like medallions. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The, uh, I've gotten some stuff CNC carved. It was okay. Yeah. This stuff yeah. was pretty good. We, we paid, we, I think we way overpaid for it in the end of the day, but we didn't really know anybody who could have done it. Yeah. We just had some guy it's in so like Washington than, State or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so much cheaper than I've tried to like calculate carving stuff. I don't know how people make. I mean, you have to pay for it just because you want it hand carved. You know? Yeah, because it's, you got to be like from Eastern Europe. Yeah, like, those or guys Malaysia. Are, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are like the more like hacky kind of guys. I feel like yeah. I was just watching a video on these guys from Bali. It's like a tradition over there to carve all the teak yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, when I was a caterer. In San Francisco, mm. uh, there was a always a big group that would spend like January and February in Bali. Really? Yeah, because you know we work like insane hours uh-huh. through the yeah. holidays, and then they take we, off like for two yeah. months and go to Bali and live. You know, like uh, 
royal, you know, white man royalty over yeah. there. It's like, yeah, you go to like Thailand or something. Yeah. It costs like to nothing to like. I've never been over there. I've never been. Yeah. I've never been to Europe. Me neither. Yeah. It's, I've, I've been, it's the, the one thing I remember is that you see stuff that's so old that I we know, don't yeah. see here. It's like, you know, like ordinary things. Like you yeah. walk into a pub from like 1500. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and the, you know, ceiling, you got like regular sized people like me have to duck. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like yeah, anything, I just love to see some of that stuff, you know. Anything here, like pre, you know, 1650, we uh, destroyed. Yeah. And yeah. like put a town on top of it. You know, because even stuff here that's like a hundred years old is yeah. is kind of considered old. We're there, you'll yeah. you'll walk that's and it's new, just like yeah. regular stuff that's yeah. still in use. Yeah, you got to go to like New England and then like maybe like uh, Colonial Williamsburg yeah, to yeah. see anything that's and like then older than 1700s. It's like an attraction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just. We're there. It's, it's just a thing. Yep. Yeah, I'd love to see that one day. One day I'll get a Europe trip out just to check yeah. out the architecture. I love seeing how other people build stuff, just especially like Japan or. Yeah. Where they don't have. They just have mm-hmm. different skills and everything. Mm-hmm. Europe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw this thing on the thatch roofs that they do over oh, yeah, there. Yeah. You know, it's like this just this dwindling amount of uh, people who can repair them and, yeah, and do them. So, yeah. yeah, the roofs are a big thing. I play this game GeoGuessr. You ever play it? I no, but I've seen some videos. Oh, it's riveting. Yeah, it's, it'll take it'll. <laughs> it's crazy. Some of these people. Well, the, yeah, you learn like the what they call the meta, so you know, like, oh, this car's only used in like Honduras. Yeah, you know, but it's it's. <laughs> As a carpenter or woodworker, it's you know cool. what this is? No, you get like a picture, like a random. You you like I guess you kind of like hit a button and like a random picture will come up and you got to figure out where it is. Oh, like you, you just you a drop map, a pin, pin on a map. On yeah, that's cool. And yeah. I always play against someone, so you're reversing, like whoever. If you're a hundred miles off and they're two hundred miles off, you get a certain score based on. And is time is time a factor too, or no? So you can go the way I play is. Once the other person guesses, you have 15 seconds. Hmm. So, you know, technically, I guess it could go on for as long as you keep your phone open. But most of the time, they're, you, you put it in within a minute or two, yeah, you know, a yeah, minute, yeah. sometimes even faster. But as in, like, a design and carpenter, it's so, there's no, like, slate, there's no shingle roofs outside of the United States, basically. Hmm. Like, everything is, I don't even, like, they don't put shingles on. Yeah, either metal or, or yeah, metal, or, yeah, uh, stone, slate, yeah, yeah, slate. Wow. Yeah. So you mean like asphalt shingles or yeah, whatever. asphalt? I should say yeah, just regular asphalt shingles. I hate those. They, I just think they're so ugly. Yeah. But they're just it's like vinyl siding. It has its purpose, you know. It's cheap and, and it's it lasts cheap, pretty lasts long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did a couple. I done some cedar roofs. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. As like a. You get to use your hand plane, which is rare. Uh, yeah. uh, Cedar's um, like the world's easiest wood to plane. Yeah. <laughs> Even like the dullest of hand planes will just yeah. like cut it like butter. I can only imagine what my hand plane looked like then because I didn't know anything about sharpening. Not that I know much now, but at least a little more than then. But it would just slice through that thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a little buck bros. Like little yeah, junker. buck bros. Yeah. 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 I mean, like a, a full house, you put cedar shingles on? Uh, one of the first things I did for my parents, I made they own a garden center. I made them like a little potting shed where mm. they 
make stuff. So it was like a 10 by 12. Okay. The roof. Yeah, that's a good place Over engineered the crap out of it, <laughs> put sleepers on it, you know, plane the, the ridge. So each one's interlocking. Yeah. There's, there's no, you know, but it was just fun to do. Yeah, for my, yeah. When I worked with the, uh, I worked with a remodeler builder for four years. And over the time we did some of that, uh, the plastic slate people are using now. Oh, it looks yeah, like slate, that. but it's plastic. That thing can be a real pain in the neck to do. Yeah. Slate roofs are expensive. The oh, house yeah. I grew up in had a slate roof and, uh, back in like 1993, like had like a freak tornado come by wow. and actually knocked this big tree into the house and, um, damaged part of the roof. And rather than like repairing that in slate, the insurance company just paid to put a, a <laughs> asphalt roof on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, you know, if you want a slate roof, like you're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, this is from the 1800s, uh-huh. like original. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it. and it's easy. I fell off a slate roof once. It was, thank God it was only like, we were working on it, replacing like a fascia, and I could walk on it, and it just started like, it looked like it was going to rain, and this thing got, I, it was a slip and slide. I walked one step right down. Ooh. Just, thank God it was only like a five-foot drop. Nothing bad. Nothing bad happened at all. But oh, so you fell on from one roof system onto like another. It was, it was kind. It was on a a hill. It was uh, a person's yeah, like yeah. guest house. Yeah. So yeah. like, at one point it was really high, but if you went down, it was just like the next grade. There was a retaining wall. It was yeah, just like yeah. the next grade. But yeah, there was that thing. It's easy to fall off of. Yeah, that um, Father Mike, the guy who used to run the. Church St. Mary's, they reassigned him out in Pennington, and his place had all this slate roofing. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's, yeah. He was know. telling me about how, you know, this piece needs a new thing there. So they're like, you know, it's like a phone thing, like we're talking about. I don't think it's earlier. easy, too, to just replace like one piece. No, no it's not. So all... we, we took one time, we, you know, our, when I worked with the builder, they wanted to save the slate which was, they ended up throwing out. Always, these people want to save stuff. 99% of the time, they throw them out. Yeah. But we were, like, meticulously trying to take these these slates off, and they're so, like, brittle. Yep. You just try and lift it up, it cracks. Is it, like, one nail holding it in? Is that... They, they pre-drill two little oh, two. holes, and you're supposed to use copper nails. That's what allegedly... Huh. I, I'm sure I'm going to get feedback that, no, you can use this kind of nail, but... I, I always told you use copper nails and we would even save the copper nails and we would keep them all in, you know, coffee cans. Yeah. So, no, we would sell them. <laughs> oh, you could yeah. sell the copper. Oh. Um, That's a good way to kill a tree. Apparently you put a couple of copper nails into it. Really? Oh. Yeah. Like I've you, heard. Yeah. yeah you got like a shitty neighbor. A yeah. It's yeah. like hammer a couple of copper nails into your tree. Yeah. But yeah. And the slate would just crack so brittle and, you know, just, but it's beautiful when you, I've seen the guys like with, they have like this kind of like thing that they put on the roof and then they have like the hatchet kind of thing yep, and yep. they like score it. And then they're I like, I just bought, started following this one guy, Ryan Edgar roofing or something. And it's like all slayers. It's insane how cool it is. Yeah. I love watching that stuff. Specialized skills. Specialized, like you were talking yeah. about earlier. Even just to the little things where you see people that hang drywall today. There's a little guy carrying like a five by 10 sheet. And hanging yeah, it himself. And just like holding like it up and screwing it in. Yeah. It it is. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the one that. cool thing about the internet. Yeah, that's like, oh, I can get lost on there. 
Yeah, I'll just be scrolling, know. and it's just, <clears throat> you know, you, you, it opens up the world of all this this excellence, yeah. you know, like that you can see now. Yeah, and then I feel like, so bad about myself. Like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and I try not to do that. But I try but, you not know, it's to. Like, yeah, yeah. But just these, this, I I like to revel in more of like the ordinary stuff, like uh, the the sheetrocker. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the guy who's taping and yep. or like an electrician, like put it in an outlet, and they yeah. they have like it's like a like a indie car, like pit crew, how they uh-huh. just have all these mm-hmm. motions down. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Every day for years, you know, and, and just people, you know, who've perfected their craft. Yeah. I love watching that. There's someone that's like um, a, a true master at something. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing like repetition to, uh-huh. it's the best to, teacher. It's Let's like a, it. yeah. they did away with it, you know, sort of in school, like, you know, the uh-huh. rote learning. But that's that's kind of, I think, how we're we're wired. Yeah, I think so. I've never gotten someone that came from you ever have meet someone that like went to carpentry school or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, Corey's I had a thing. Yeah, I, I had a PM that, they, that was uh, had a um, construction management or whatever degree. Yeah, I was yeah. talking more like you ever hear like. There's a school in Boston that's really North oh, yeah. School. Yeah. Like I wonder how those guys come out, you know? Uh I've heard that they come out with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Like yeah. it like specifically the North Bennett guys. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, this is not how we do it, you know. They're like, you know, they're they think that they're here. Yeah. Like, really, it's like that's what I know, would imagine. You get well, into a real shop and yeah, see, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. It, you know, when I was a, a chef and a caterer, yeah. Um I had a lot of people working for me, like sort of uh, underneath me yeah, that yeah. were um, CIA grads and Johnson and Wales yep, grads. Yep. And, and I'm just, you know, starting as a dishwasher yeah, when I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it, it, it's very similar, right? Yeah. But it's the same exact thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. look, man, you don't stand over one saucepan yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. wait till yeah. that's re- you. You got like seven yeah. things going on uh, and somebody screaming at you and, you're in a tent and yeah. you know, yeah. you're yeah. trying to cook with a sterno and this Nothing. isn't per, you know, we're not yeah. at per se. You don't have two dishes that you're responsible for. Right. You gotta cook the yeah. whole menu. This is the so it's the same as we were talking about, it's the parallels yeah. of the industries. It's the same thing, you know. Are you talking about that restaurant per se? Yeah. You've been there? I heard it's nah, delicious. No. I know it's really expensive. Yeah. That's but, uh, uh that was that guy's name. I forget. The chef over there. He was uh, good buddies with Anthony Bourdain. Mm. I love that guy. I used to watch a lot of his shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was good. Kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, I think sad, he was yeah. like a, I don't, I don't want to call him a hack chef, but he like next to like real chefs, like he wasn't really like a great chef, but uh-huh. like, you know, the personality and the show and like, I think all the intention behind the show was really good. You know? Who, Bourdain? Yeah. 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 Well, he wasn't a chef for that long. Like, yeah. I feel like he got... I think I, I listened to something where he just, just like, I wrote a book, I sent it in, and two months later, I like never cooked again, basically. Yeah, Kitchen yeah. Confidential. Yeah. It, was a good it book. came up on, is it good? Yeah. It came up on my, my Spotify. I pay for the premium, but. Uh, oh, they have audiobooks on they there? They got audiobooks. Oh, wow. Not a lot of them, but a lot of them are, but one, one of them, and they suggest new ones for me, and one of them was Kitchen Confidential. I might have to toss that on. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I read that years what ago. Was he talk about working in the kitchens? Yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Yeah, that that's a, a world unto itself. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, you never read that? No, yeah, you should read that. It's, it's good, especially 
I I think before TV made it, uh-huh. you know, sort of a, a thing, like popularized it. Like yeah, yeah. working in kitchen was, uh-huh. yeah, it was, you know, it was a thing, you know. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like being a tattoo artist back in the day. Right, like, right. Like almost an outlaw. Right, like I was a <laughs> bike messenger in San Francisco and it was, it's uh-huh. like this deep subculture. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's hard to explain, like, yeah. what, you know, because you're talking about, like, when things had to be, like, I had this piece of paper, I had to get it to another office. Yeah. By 11 a.m. <laughs> they call, signed. like, me, I'd get oh, okay. it, put it in my bag and ride my yeah. bicycle over there <laughs> through the city, you yeah. know. Yeah, so I guess the fax machine kind of. Yeah, the fax that. machine did do some dents, but a, a lot of, it was a. You know, it was a it was a culture of uh, like in the office too. You know, yeah, the way yeah. people wanted it and like a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, some things need had to, to be, be hand stamped. Yeah, and, it has to be the same document signed. You know, with, so you, we worked for a lot of graphics companies in San Francisco. A lot of like Pacific Bell stuff, Interoffice. Uh, yeah, getting stuff uh, approved. Mm-hmm. You know, physical copies approved. Yeah, and then brought back. Yeah. It, but um, yeah, this is. We talk about this all the time, you know, there's, there's good and bad in, in, For you sure, know, the popularization yeah. and yeah. the media and the everything. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it was cooler before everybody knew about every little thing too. Yeah. How do you think the internet's affecting our business? That's a great question. Well, it's made marketing exponentially easier, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, but it also... I think it has the, it's like the, like I was talking about with the paint. It's like the clients know too much now, but they don't know anything. Yeah. You know, like they Uh think that they know. It's like the Dunning-Kruger thing. Like they think that they know something, but they really don't know shit. And that's the worst. Yeah. 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 They're like, well, I saw on Pinterest or I saw on Instagram, you know, that's like, we had this guy, he keeps sending us, he wants like a, first he wants this like, 70 inch wide bookcase that's on like a track oh boy that's like covering like a doorway i'm like Uh okay it's gonna be like this much he's like well that's you know i was like or if we use pre-finished material like 25 percent less he's like well even at 25 percent less that's still way over our budget what if we do it so it swings like a door i'm like same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, probably hard. harder. I was going to say, that sounds hard. But yeah. he's sending like these YouTube videos. He's like, well, I saw this on YouTube. Oh, God. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and that one video, like it's, it's like this pine. Like nailed together nailed from the, the outside. Yeah. He's got like a big piano hinge. And it's like. I've definitely uh, dealt with that. It's, where it's Like, yeah, you're talking to the wrong guys. Like, yeah. you could, I'm sure you could find someone to do that for you and you're yeah. not going to be happy in the end. Um, yeah. But I don't want to get onto this. So I told Julie, our admin, I was like, just email this guy and just let him down easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and what do you think about the TV shows and stuff like that? Yeah, I think they, I, I, I feel like if I was, or if we were builders, it would be more of a, the TV shows because they make it seem like you get these projects finished so fast. And yeah. Like, oh, you know, we could do this in 100 day makeover, you know, like you can't do anything. There's no close up photography on those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all, all looking good from, from, you know, 15 feet out. I, you know, I'll watch them with my wife just to mindlessly zone out. But yeah. the only one that's, I like this old house. That's the only yeah. one that I yeah. really like. You see Zach Detmore is doing a. Yeah. I'm excited he, uh, to watch. I told him that we'd, we'd like to have him on the podcast. And he said, yeah. 
Yeah. That would be cool. Figure out a time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that season. They did one in New Jersey after the hurricane that I watched. Yes. Yeah, yeah they did. I think it was like three different houses. One was built in somewhere maybe in Pennsylvania. One was just a true reno. And I forget what the other one was. I remember but, the one down by the beach. Yeah, yeah. I worked in a couple of the houses. I worked a lot in the, even when I first started in 2014, they were still fixing up a ton of them over here. Mm-hmm. And it was wild yeah. to see what the. That's, what you cut your do, teeth yeah. on that stuff. Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah. It was like cutting out drywall at two feet. Yeah. Putting it back in, They're, you know. Like the amount of signs for builders and. They oh, just yeah. became oh, anyone yeah. was people, a Anybody with a point. pickup yeah, truck, yeah. people were stealing HIC numbers off of other people's uh, trucks. And, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, that's terrible. I mean, I think uh, a lot of empires were made on the backs of, you know, Sandy. For sure. Yeah. I know, especially like, you know, Point Pleasant or that mm-hmm. area, you know, that Block Island and LBI, just crazy the amount of mm-hmm. yeah. guys that came about. But the internet, yeah. And what, like, I always hear about these people like, oh, getting to the trades, getting to the trades, getting the trades. I don't always know if that's the best idea as <laughs> someone that's in it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love what I do, but like. We're in the worst sector of the trades, I think. Yeah. You know, this is like the, you're going to work the hardest and make the least as yeah. a, as a carpenter or cabinet maker slash yeah. furniture maker. Yeah. It's not like being a plumber. Yeah. Like those guys got it so easy. Yeah. yeah. Plumbers, yeah. electricians, HVAC guys. Do that. They have such yeah. a cushy. If you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is. It's so true. And and they can price like but for they, the job. And they think it's like yeah, it's going know, the atom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like our electrician who did the. He's not our electrician. The the electrician who did the work here. So we did a barter with. Uh, we might have told you a I little think bit I about this. That, yeah. yeah, that like went south and like oh, his wife south, got yeah. up. She's like. He took on this job, this dangerous job. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dangerous. Yeah. Turn the panel off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, we had to like cut the pieces for like we we got like thousands of cuts into your thing. One of those cuts is cumulatively more dangerous than this entire electric job. Yes. Yeah. What was dangerous about doing the electric here? I didn't know it went south. Wanna, oh yeah. Oh, what happened? Man. Are you allowed to talk about it or yeah, I think we've uh I think this mic sounds weird. We've uh oh, I was facing the wrong way. Um, I think we, we touched on it briefly in the past, but basically, you know, we thought we had a, an understanding that, um, we were bartering labor. Mm -hmm. So it was like, we bought all the electrical material. We got like about $13,000 worth of electrical material in this job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we paid his helper. Uh So we thought that, you know, he was covering his time on that. And that we would do the closet for him. He would pay for the material. And then we would do the yeah. labor. Yeah. And now it's two guys versus one guy. Yeah. So he had probably about 50 to 60 hours into this job. Uh-huh. And that's being generous. It yeah. was, uh, I think it was closer to, to the 50. Um, we have in his job, we now, so... You call it a closet. I, yeah, but it's, yeah. I fast forwarded a little bit. So he finished essentially the whole job, and then we're like, "All right, yeah, come on, come in with your wife, and we'll, you know, we'll look at the drawings that I made." And because I had made drawings and before, you know, before the yeah. all the electric work was done, 
And we're like talking and they're like, so like, what kind of material would you use? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, we could use this and it would probably be like about this much and we could use that and it'd probably be like about that much. And he's like, well, like, what do you mean? Like, we're good, right? Like, you got this. Like, you know, I did the electric. Now you're going to do the closet. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, you pay for the material. We're going to, he's like, that's not what we talked about. And he tried to get like all tough. And, you know, meanwhile, it's like, could have fucking buried you in the back and nobody would ever know. Um, that sounds like, that doesn't sound like a comfortable situation. Yeah, oh, it, was it was really, it was pretty uh, tense. He's like, go, you know, to his wife, go wait in the car, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm like, yeah. fucking fake tough guy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being the bigger men, we're like, you know what? We'll just, we're going to do gonna it. it. We're going to use import birch plywood. We're yeah. going to shoot it with white paint, you know, yeah. or, you know, we'll, whatever. We'll just get it done and just move on with our lives. We have probably 300 hours. Oh, that was going to be my guess. What yeah. kind of clo- It must be some hell of a it's closet. Third it's third floor. Oh, so everything yeah, got to yeah. be built in. Small pieces. It's his attic. It's so yeah. it's. And it's a we, hip. We finished his attic. Four-sided hip. Oh, man. Yeah, whatever you call that. You yeah. Know. So. <laughs> it's every, like a room. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, there was so much scope creep. Because oh, it was oh, like, yeah, they'd yeah. be like, oh, well, that. What about this? And it's like, that's not, it's not on the drawing. Like we never talked yeah. about it. There's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they it conned us. Like he said, all right, we're going to, let's go. Instead of this, let's just put these benches in and yeah. then we'll, we'll forget about this. Uh, so we go, all right, that's cool. So we put, built the benches, but then we had to do everything uh, else. Yeah, so it just got added on. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And then we built the railing, you know, yeah. the, these like railing things. The wife didn't on. like them. You finally out of that though? Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. It took us until it was a couple months. We yeah, were, and then she's like, "All right, yeah." So now you just got like the paneling going up the stairs. I'm like, "No, I'm like, yeah, we yeah. never even talked about that." Yeah, yeah. Oh, that she's like, "I don't understand why you're getting so angry." But I'm like, "You have no fucking idea." I'm like, "This is like a hundred thousand dollar closet." Yeah. I'm like, "Your husband was here for it, like yeah. fifty hours, yeah. and he was he was out yeah. because he had something going on, and." uh like, so Paul's yeah, he wasn't working anyway. So oh, it was wow. like, yeah, that's brutal. It's yeah, hard to, it's hard to barter. That's why. Well, we learned a big, yeah. big lesson, not just about bartering, but, yeah. you know, if we would have written it up uh-huh. the way we write up a job. Yeah. Yeah. But we were we had our backs to the wall in a way. And yeah. that's when you make bad decisions. Yeah, like that's we what had happened. to get, you yeah. know, we signed the lease. We had to get the electric. Done. Yeah. I know when we moved into our shop, it was just whatever it takes. I'll pay you, you know. The first sure quote was, we got was for 50 grand. It's like, we ain't got 50 grand. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even have half of 50 grand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we just paid the, the, for the materials. Yeah. And, and he was terrible at ordering. Oh, boy. Like, we have, we, we still have, have stuff up there. Really. Stuff. Short on all this other stuff and then extra on all this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was the worst. Yeah, he was the worst. A lot of sketchy people you can get involved with. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it's what a what an experience. Yeah, well, glad you guys are out of it. Sure, the closet looks nice. Yeah, I hope it falls apart. (laughs) That imported bird stuff is so cheap. I love that. Or like a cheap job. Like $38 a year. Yeah, they're just giving it away. Yeah. They'll pay yeah. you to come pick it There's up. There's like plastic inside yeah. of it oh, and stuff. Yeah. We screw hole. You could screw like, well, some one of the times we were doing it and we had a, we drilled all our hinge holes 
every, like ninety percent of them that just like caught a vo- nothing. Total void yeah. behind. Had yeah. to put had to put dabbles in all the yeah, spots. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thirty-eight bucks. It's almost worth it, you know. Yeah, yeah like you know that like uh, white twine they have at Home yeah. Depot that's made out of like plastic. It's, in there. Yeah. it's like that's inside of the plywood. Like yeah. I don't know if there's just like bundles of wood and they're just like throwing shit into some even kind of machine. My, even my maple has some of that white twine in it. Really? I don't know what it is. Hmm. The Roy, it's Royal, so it's not the worst quality. You know, it's a hundred bucks a sheet. Yeah, yeah. It might be like what you're talking about. Stuff's bundled together. Yeah, I think it might help bond something. That's mine. Yeah, that's kind of what that's I was thinking. Like strands. Too. Yeah. Like a, it's a just mesh. Like a, yeah, it's like string almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because it like I've had it like uh sticking out and like try to like break it off or something. Mm. And it, like it won't break. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Well, yeah. we're getting pretty deep into time here. How do you want to wrap this thing up? Well, we do have one more uh Oh yeah. We have one more spot. Good catch. Uh, I've got to thank our sponsor, Unita and Xand. So we've been, uh, as you know, we've been using that three by four and we got the, actually the stuff here to set the other one up because we have one that's a non-vacuum, uh, which we're going to convert to a vacuum, but um, been using that a bunch. We did some more painted stuff last week. So I've uh, been breaking that in and we got some, some of the film tech, the 320 grit film tech sandpaper from Unita and, uh, it's nice. I'm pretty sure it's silicon carbide and I sanded a lot of stuff and I went through like, I think three, mm. two or three, um, you know, I'm on my third sheet of 320 and uh, it lasts a long time. It cleans up nice. Cause you know, even when you're, you're um, sanding primer, like you do get nibs of paint on the thing. Yeah. And it, uh, it cleans off really well. And, and I've been real happy with it. So that's cool. Yeah. That's a good plug. You I know Corey just picked one up. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah, for sanding doors, the three by four sander is like yeah, the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I never had one. Even yeah. just like flat stuff, just sanding anything that's like primed or painted. Yeah, because you can like sand it but not burn through it. Uh-huh. It's nice. What grit you use? Three twenty. Three twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. New doors. New doors. Yeah. You need a. My yeah, the blades. Ridge, yeah, uh, ridge carbide. Yeah. I got a lot of uh, research to do. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to tell everybody uh, where they can find you on social media and everything. Uh, it's Dorsey Trim Millwork on Instagram. That's pretty much it. How do you spell that? D-O-R-S-E-Y Trim and Millwork. All cool. right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, right, thanks man. for listening. Everybody take care out there. We'll see you next week with, uh, I think we have anybody lined up. No. Maybe we'll find somebody. Yeah, maybe uh, Brian from RT. Yeah. He's supposed to be in the neighborhood. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Yeah. We truly appreciate you listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with your friends or consider subscribing to our Patreon. We'll see you next week.